Oh, but that's part of you remember to press record. I, I ha- yes, I have remembered to press record, and I put the last podcast up. Thank you very much. With I think I a very good, I think it was a good title. I think the we title can, was a good save, title. Yeah, it was a good thumbnail as well. I'm just saving you some time. Okay. Thank Fine. you, thank you, thank you, thank you. That's perfect. Starting out the the podcast strong. They had to listen for like an hour and a half to hear the bit where we sassed on. Uh, the American ITC scene, but that was which fine. means that we just got an hour and a half where people were crying for timestamps. <laughs> My favorite time. I've seen the comments. <laughs> Hello, welcome to the 40k Spy Center with me, Rob, one of your hosts, and also John. Hello, John. Hello, Rob. How are you? <laughs> Yeah, I'm good. I love saying that every time because you're just like, what? Someone's what? asking me a question. Meow, 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 meow. Thanks, ma'am, dear. And Jim Vessel, what two legends? And in is just He's subscribed. awake. My word. Yeah, I know. Amazing. Uh, we're also joined by Mr. Tom. Who, Tom, much bigger than four years ago, Leighton. <laughs> it's true. I am. I, uh, I've been trying to do a bit more exercise over the last few weeks, Rob, okay? Okay, sorry. So, I walked I walk to Chatsworth from my house, okay? That's crazy. Which is, yeah, 16 kilometers, so it's not too bad. Yeah. Um, and I weighed myself at the start of this process, and I was 191 uh, pounds. Yeah. And I weighed myself yesterday, and now I've uh, my weight's changed, so I'm quite proud of that. To 195 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Muscle is heavier than fat, Tom. Yeah, that's what John it is. is that's what it is. Are we gonna Are we gonna go on like a? Can we start the show off? This isn't the plan. Are we gonna go on like a 40k spy center like get fit six months? Because we should. Let's, let's. I think let, we should yeah. sell it as a uh, as a package deal. Yeah. You know, like how Channel Four used to make that show, The Biggest Loser. Yes. We should just do that. Okay. But War Gamers. So but, exactly the same. Okay, fine. Forty K Spice yeah. Center will become the Forty K Fit Center. That works. Spice Fit. Fit Spice. Who knows? Anyway, know, Tom loves Italian spice. Italian <laughs> spice. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> right. Hello, everyone go, in the pal. chat. Uh, we're joined by everyone in the chat. Uh, there's some lovely people here. I just want to say thanks to Innis for resubscribing. Neil's here. Uh, default, Bobbin, Elkareb. Default and Elkareb, thanks for resubscribing. Hello, hello. Mamday, you lovely person. Uh, hello to Sunley in the chat. Uh, yes, meet balls. I see all of you. Jim Vessel. Love that guy. Uh, so, yes, hello, everyone. Um, uh, it's 40K Spy Center. And we've got a bunch of stuff we're going to talk about. Specifically, I think the main subject, if there's a main subject today, is going to be uh, the rumors of the new chapter approved. But we also have a bunch of other news, which is quite exciting. So we're just going to go through that and have a chat, if that's cool with everyone. And if it's not cool, then it's not cool. Then, you know, like... Yeah, clear off. Yeah, yeah clear off. Thing. Turn the podcast off. Don't listen yeah. to the YouTube show. Just get out of here. Yeah, just f- relax. Uh yeah. Whatever, just chill out. Yeah, it's your day. Do what you want with it. Uh, John, hello, welcome. Where have you been? What have you been doing? Um, I have played Star Wars Legion this week and oh. painted a kill team. What kill team have kill you painted? Team. The Orc Commandos. Okay, so you have one of the YouTube one of the YouTube comments last week was. Tell, make John talk more about Kill Team. So here's your opportunity, John. Oh, Tell cool. us more so, about Kill Team. It's quite a fun little game, but from what I've now learned, it's basically Games Workshop going, let's steal Legion's rules, make it clunkier and more murderous, and then sell it to people with weird-shaped rulers. Uh, but I, mean, I, I enjoy it. But um, yeah, I'm going to... Um, one more world of doing one day events for it, and I'm going to it next Sunday. So a week this Sunday. 
Oh, so what? Star Wars Legion? No, no. Um, kill kill team. team. You're going to a Kill Team yeah. event? Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Okay, what's... What is that kill... a team one or a singles one, John? So it's singles. So it is three games over the course of a day because it's only an hour and 45 minutes for a round because it's only oh, 10 models. So it should be good fun. Um, Are you playing probably... with that swingy grot that flies around the board like Tarzan? Yeah, yeah, the little grot that literally just point a piece of terrain and he goes zoop with a little zip line. That's guy. Pretty That's cool little guy. dude. Yeah. I've enjoyed painting them and I've get... they've all got names. And again, every week, just every shout out to, week. Shout out, to John's wa- uh, shout out to John's wife who's just joined us. Uh, <laughs> she's excited for the uh, Star Wars Legion chat. She's totally not. She... The minute I got the Legion stuff, she was like, do you need another army? Do you need another project? Do you, do you need more boxes? And my response was, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's fair. And I got, so, and so I got in it, trouble. Is this a competitive tournament? Like, so Apparently so. They, have, they done, have they done a, uh, a match play pack for Kill Team? So in the rules, yes. I believe page 90 of the main rulebook, there is actually a match oh play um, oh boy. kind of bit to it, mm. where you have like a roster of up to 20 models. You then can build your kill team from those 20 models during the whole tournament. So it's like in, uh, I think the closest in 40k there is, is in Crusade. You have a whole big roster of all your units. But when you field your army, you have to pick a certain amount of points or power to then field your army with. Um, And so they do the same in kill team. So you've got the choice. So I've got 11 orcs built and painted, but I can only ever field 10 of them at once. Oh, so it'd okay. be nice and exciting. So you can choose, like, oh, I'm it's against like Chaos Space Marines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like Chaos Space Marines, I'll be like, I don't really want to take my, my the Burner Boy against Chaos Space Marines. I don't know if that's the right decision or not, but then <laughs> you, you can then have that thing. And it's like, I'm just going to try and see what happens. But got Honestly, all, they've all got little names. They've all got yeah. little name plates. Yeah, you could really get me into this. I'm not, I'm not joking. You could really, really uh, get me into this, I think. Like, quick, easy. Because I think 1,000-point games are actually the future. Um, yeah. yeah, I've played enough kill team where I've gone right. We're starting at like eight o'clock. I'm not thinking, oh shit, we're going to probably be midnight by the time I actually finish this game. And you can actually take your time and stop and actually just have a bit of a laugh, which I'm enjoying a bit more. I think, I think that playing these sorts of games is actually quite a refreshing kind of change of pace from match play 40k, where you're just like, right, we're on the where clock, it's, where it's shit. Got to roll 60 million dice. Everything dies. And it's all in an absolute sense. I'm just, I think I'm a bit burnt out on it, to be honest. What, 40k? <laughs> yeah, I think I, I'm kind of, I keep making excuses on why I'm not playing. And it's actually just because other things are more fun. Okay, moment. well, I mean, that gets us that gets us to the bit we're going to talk about later, which is chapter approved, yeah. our new yeah. way of getting back into it. Also, uh, chapter approved still yearly, right? I'm not wrong in that. It's not every six every months. Every six months. No, every six, six months. months. Six months now. So does it have like a name? Because that's yes. going to be really challenging to keep track of as like, if you wanted to do like yeah. the chapter, 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 chapter approved 2022 quarter two update review. It's becoming a bit long winded, I think. Uh, what's the, what's the yeah. next one going to be called? Nephilim. This, the next one's called Nephilim. Yeah. So Warzone Nackmund becomes Warzone Nephilim. Okay. Warzone Nakmund becomes Warzoned Nephilim. And then, so yeah. it's kind of like a, so it's a new place. So it's a, so, so like pro- Seasons of War in Age of Sigmar, it's yeah. essentially where they'll set everything. So, um, Nakmund, they did a kill team box for, so they're doing the same with, I imagine Nephilim's going to be what, a future kill team box. 
yeah it's their way of justifying some narrative i think so I mean, and framing it all in kind of a, a part of the galaxy so that all the people that complained that for years the narrative never went anywhere yeah they, it is going somewhere and it's those pages we all skip so we're now <laughs> so we're now playing inside warzone nephilim theoretically where it sounds like there might be less resources available okay all right well we'll, we'll come back to that in a bit okay we'll come back to that in a bit um all right uh, let's catch me up so john you're going to play kill team and you're going to take yeah. the orcs please win the event obviously uh have you done any practice I, i've played probably about 10 games in the last two months um, I'm going to try to get in a few more games next week, but I, I don't think I'm going to do too well because I have this hor- horrible situation where the minute I try to move any of my orcs near other people, I die. Like uh, I was dying in combat to Tau. Oh, really? It They're not very awful. tough, your orcs. Well, it's more that I kept finding I'd get a Tau like, fire warrior down to one wound and then it'd be their turn and they'd just go thunk and, and finish me off. But, oh, okay. All right, well, I can't wait for the report. Take some photos. I'm, sh- I'm sure it'll be fine. What's, yeah. What do you reckon the terrain will be like? Do you reckon they'll just use the, the, the kill box, the, the, the FOMO box the, thing? So, from my understanding, at previous events that Games Workshop have hosted, um, they used kind of the, the actual um, war zones each have their own set of terrain. So, when it was Octaris, it's all the orc terrain. When it was uh, so Charon. Because I've actually yeah, yeah. been to a Warhammer World Kill Team event yeah. before. Oh, amazing. Right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they don't, like, what I was doing, because when we were playing in our teams, I was specifically trying to pick the orc boards because it wasn't yeah. all just orcs, right? They were yeah. all slightly different. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the way it works is they basically take the six by four space that you previously yeah. had to play a game mm-hmm. and they flip the other maps over so it's like all the, the black, just black stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. And then they have the kill team map in the center. So you've got loads of space around you just to put your drinks and your models and just have a great time. Mm-hmm. But alongside that, they have all the terrain set up for you Pre-game, yep. really, the boards, honestly, fantastic. Fixed, really, really nice maps. But they the also had a uh, sheet that came with every table with a top-down picture telling you what it should look like mm, and yep. with keywords for all of the terrain that you tried on the entire board listed. You'd say, yeah. this is on the board. It does this, 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 and this. This is also on the board, and it does this. And these rules apply when you're within this kind of range. And it was really, really good. It was fantastic, honestly. Yep. One of the best bits. Would you like? Because honestly, I'm very interested in this. Like, no, no joke, no joke. The idea of picking up ten minis and, and playing a game in, like, well, what's the time? Rob, look, that's actually so an hour and forty-five. That's how each of the missions are done, so, and that's the physical terrain. Yeah. So, like, but, but that's not quite how it looked like. It was literally a top-down picture with the mission set for that map. So you could be playing along the same row, and you'd be playing this mission on this map with this terrain, and it'd show you exactly how to deploy, exactly what all the terrain did, exactly what we're looking down. Now, I know you had the issue at Age of Sigmar Worlds, where everyone was playing a different mission, but with Kill Team, we were just vibing, so it was well, fine. Yeah, no, that's not what I'm going to say. I'm saying, this game's actually <laughs> missing a trick here. This seems like a perfect opportunity for another terrain book. Ah! <laughs> well, it is, because <laughs> down the pipeline. The, the FOMO boxes they released, Rob, yeah. have a terrain pack in them essentially with the box terrain so um the last one they did that has the chaos cultists and the space marines in it has all the weird um bunkers and stuff that they've done as terrain okay there's then specifically missions for that that terrain as well so if you want to play with that terrain you have to buy the book well, each time 
Okay, okay, well, okay, well, whatever. But Manda makes a point in the chat, which I think is a particularly good one. Why are they so organised for the secondary game? Like, why doesn't that already exist for... It's because it's not massively overinflated, Rob. Yeah, it's it's designed from the ground <laughs> up, and it's inspired by other games that do it better. Oh, okay. Oh, well, yeah, because you, you reference that you think it's a lot like Legion. They've taken a lot of stuff from games like Legion and gone, right, we like these sort of styles and mechanics and things. And then they've kind of used it. But I still think there's, there's things they could have done better. Um, Do you want to know something I found out today? Yeah. yeah. You can't copyright rules. No. Just as an FYI. But that's yeah. more on that another day. Um, but okay, that's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's a different that's a different conversation for a different time. Okay, um, so John, you're playing kill team. Good luck. Yeah. I can't believe that they have more organised play for uh, for their secondary game, like Mamdeh says. That feels really that feels really weird. I thought Age of Sigma was already in an awkward place. <laughs> How do you mean? <laughs> it's a secondary game. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. It, like it doesn't matter. Like I mean, I mean, it would be fun if they did. Because next chapter approved, and we're going to talk about that later. I guess that would be kind of my. I'll, I'll circle back to this, but one of the things I would like to see in the chapter approved is each mission with two or three terrain maps uh, to give you some indicate like different ways to play. If that makes sense, I think that would be they really tried cool. That one already, Robin. No one bought that bug. No, but you just have it in the yeah. chapter approved. No, I know. Yeah, do you <laughs> know what I mean? Like yeah, uh, at least it, pre- pretend that it's worth thirty pounds. Because what's in it? But anyway, we'll talk more about that later. Not not uh, points. Not points. <laughs> yeah, okay. No. Okay. Right. Tom. Uh, so John, anything else other than being into kill team and being a bit burnt out so far on the four DK? Uh, yeah, but it just means that instead of kind of sitting there trying to force myself to play forty K, um, I've been doing things like I've been painting some Major Sigma and Legion stuff. Just because, just because I'm not wanting to do one side of my hobby doesn't mean I don't want to do my hobby i guess and that's the thing it's sometimes if you can like tell that you're not really feeling it don't force it i guess it's the thing uh okay yeah like uh, uh don't force being it. on a show talking about it <laughs> being on a show talking about it like tom just said yeah. yeah like tom just said like we've done this for nearly five years okay uh, as a hobby like when you do it like mega professionally like if you do bat reps for example all day every day i assume it's much easier but i also assume that they get burnt out like there's just times when they really can't be asked that's got to be true right there's no way that, there's no way they're doing their 43rd tau versus something battle report and they're not like oh this is a bit of a ball ache today to be honest everyone has that day at work that seems yeah, yeah. fine there's probably cuts after like they, where the camera stops and they literally sit going I hate this so much into the camera. <laughs> like, like a customer will be like, I'll be like, have a lovely day. And then they walk out and the face drops and they go, fucking arsehole. Every time. <laughs> Why <laughs> did you drops. have to use that stratagem? You dick. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Tom, what about you? Tom, what have you been doing hobby-wise? Well, what you been I'm doing? Know, in... Rob. Oh, yeah. I've also been painting a kill team. Would you like to see it? Oh, my God. I'll get into this. Get me a kill Can team. Go on, yeah. Here it is. I want a kill team. This... Oh, no, it's my kill team. Not, it's not a good kill team. It is. Though. It is. What? And that looks like a lot it. of terminal. Is that a compendium? That's kill not team. its work, mate. It's fluffy. Yeah. Hang on. Let's yeah, see yeah. how. Let's see if the rules it. are for. I don't care about the rules, mate. I care about what's realistic because I'm a narrative gamer. Uh huh. So okay. you know that makes sense to me. Every Canadians in the chat don't pay any attention to what you just saw. 
I've been painting 90 Termagants. Is that a kill team? No. Uh, That's a 40k army. That's what that is. It can be a a Tyranid Swarm Fire team. So you could actually have eight... Eight termagants in part of your kill team. You've done you've done eighty two more than you needed. So I can, you can have, have sixteen. Sixteen. Yeah, you can have sixteen because you have two of those kill teams. Uh, okay. Fire so teams. you've done you've done sixty four too many. That, I don't think the maths he, work. He's got right. kill teams for his friends. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, kill teams no. for your friends. Okay. Is is this to do with playing a competitive forty k army? It, no, absolutely not. I'm just painting it for fun. Uh-huh. 90 of the same terrible sculpts. It's really enjoyable. They're not They're not good sculpts, are they, though? Know, they're like sorry. sideways, right? They're like Egyptian pictures. There he is. No. There you go. No, they they I'm just they doing some, uh, some armour on him. Look, There's I've got not... one that I've got varnished. I think and I've done all vote. his armour. And that I've done his can, flesh. That sculpt can vote on it in the UK. There you go. This is one's got old? a devourer. So yeah. I've got 30 down here that have devourers and uh, 60 down here that have uh, flesh borers. A question. Um, uh, 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 Innes in the chat says he's got 150. Uh, uh like, is the 90 that you have, how many points is that? 20 points? 150 I don't know. Points? All I know is that they come out of a Turvigon. Oh, okay. So mm. It's obviously the right choice, though, because it's in the combat patrol that you get, like, 36 of them or something stupid, right? Do you? Jeez, yeah, oh my God. the combat patrol is literally them just going here. Have a load of turvigans, and you're like, oh, thanks. Okay. Uh, I, I just... uh, also went to town, Rob. Oh yeah, and good. I bought something. What did you buy? Uh, help me out. Do you know? Do you recognise this item? Oh my God! You bought yourself a dry brush. It's a. This is a big dry brush from yeah. Artis Opus. It is. <laughs> and, and, and this is a little dry brush from Artis Opus. From, from Artis Opus. Yeah. For slap chopping. Oh wow! How much did they cost you, Tom? Because this cost me six ninety nine off of the internet. Fuck off, Scrivo. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the difference for people who listen to the podcast. John has showed a bag of makeup brushes for six ninety nine from the internet. Uh, Tom showing the premiere, the Ferrari, the Lamborghini of dry brushes, um, or is it the crisis of brushes? Or is it the te- or is it the <laughs> Tesla? Do you is want it the to Tesla? Know? Well, do you want to know a script? Let's have a competition, Scrivo. Do you want to know how much my Siege Studios premium Artis Opus brushes with a cleaner in cost me? Nothing. Weren't they free? Nothing, Scrivo. So I win. Because you won them. (laughs) All right. Okay. Thank you. Uh, Real Pony Geek says, I just nicked one from Pound Town. We that don't contain like right innuendo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Unfortunately, I don't have such an option. So, uh... so you bought you bought yourself a dry brush. What's the goal? What's the plan? I just saw it and thought that'd be useful for slap chopping. <laughs> it's mainly entirely about. I've got a uh, I've got a cabinet behind me full of chaos demons. Oh, okay, fun. And they're gonna get slap chopped when I get that far around the room. Okay, all right, that's fun. That's sure. fun. Uh, I think they would actually go up really nice. I. <sighs> It, especially if you do, like, if you do the zinch, um, I think you could do some really fun colours and blending. Yeah, yeah, the corn stuff I'm up. specifically looking at as well. Oh yeah, that would. Oh my god, yeah. that would work so well. There's like three different. There's three different reds, so you just have the best time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, amazing. You're just gonna you're just gonna have a barrel of laughs with that. That's gonna be really yeah. fun. Okay, fun. So well, you've that... you've been painting some dudes, and what else have you been up to? Oh, I've just been painting a lot of. I've been playing a lot of Hearthstone recently, mate. Oh. So my time's been taken up with that, but. Okay. Um, 
I discovered that it has a classic mode from 2014. So I started playing that yesterday, and I haven't stopped. Okay. So, all yeah, right. that's all Good. I'm it's, uh, yeah, pretty what, Hearthstone is Blizzard, right? It's the uh, World of Warcraft card game, yeah. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Whereas I'm I'm somewhere else. I'm I'm on the League of Legends card game. So we're we're both card gaming, but different card games. True. True. I mean, I'll be. Uh, I've done all right so far. So uh, I don't know how much longer I can keep this up. Yeah. So uh, that's true. All right. Good. Okay. So and have you got any events coming up? You got anything planned? Anything you're playing soon? Do I have any events coming up? I don't think so. I think my next event is August. No, okay. but I've got a team event in July. I've got a team event in July with some boys. Uh, then my mates from down at Sanctuary. I've known them for a long time. And we're going to play a four-man team event then uh, with my faction for Worlds. And then, obviously, there's Worlds like uh, a couple of weeks after that. So, yeah, I think that's uh, pretty much it. So, I'm just, as I say, Rob, I'm just enjoying myself painting whatever I fancy because I don't have any event to paint for. Oh, that's really fun. And then what, so, like, yeah. <laughs> okay, all right, okay. Oh, yeah, sure. All right, sure. Yeah, you just paint those naughty boys for fun. Okay, all right. Uh, naughty termigants. Yes. <laughs> for fun, for fun. Okay. Uh, all right, I haven't done any 40K hobby this week, unfortunately. Uh, I have read some stuff about Astra Militarum, which will take us as Ooh, a nice, seg- a nice yeah. segue into the news. But um, mm. I have also been, I also went and found my 30k mechanicum army out oh which is fun. uh so i went and uh, got that out of the the drawer if you will it wasn't in the drawer but it was in a couple of boxes so you've been so, hyping that faction up for like years i remember coming into like the studio in 2017 you had this army in your cupboard and you were just constantly talking about the dark mechanicus and the mechanicum and the differences between them and, uh, yeah, and they'll eventually and, get 40k rules well so they never ended up with 40k later. rules but <laughs> to take us into the news section because that can be the first thing we talk about is they have announced so obviously the heresy is well underway, right? All of the the heresy guys. I believe they announced. Didn't they not announce the last book in its title? They did a roadmap. Oh, yeah, gosh, but they also yeah. did like for the for the novels. They announced I think the last roadmap's book. a generous name, though, like a term for it. Uh, it was called like the end and the death or something. Of of uh, the heresy books. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, Dan yeah. Abnett started it and he's finishing it. Yes, but I'm pretty certain. Uh, I'm pretty certain that uh, the heresy won't actually end at that point because if people aren't aware, narratively, we'll just get into that for a moment uh, real quick, is uh, you got the... Um, uh, after the after the heresy ends, obviously they... What's the right word? They like they win, I guess, like the, the Pyrrhic victory, uh, to quote Total War, uh, that is the end of the heresy uh, where the Emperor falls. Spoilers, sorry. Uh, um, and what? then you, I know, and then you get the scouring, right? Which is uh, hmm. the next, the next part of it, where uh, the Chaos forces, who at this point have dominated and invaded the galaxy up till Terra, are driven back to the Chaos Gate, uh, and also Cadia, which is also kind of like a, a nice kind of segue for some more news that we're going to look at in a bit. So um, mm. I assume we're going to get loads of books from the scouring, even if they're like, we're going to do 10 books on the scouring or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, might yeah. not be as much it's as like that. like the but... sequel series to the Horus Heresy. Yeah, I, I don't Cause... know if it's going to be a sequel series, but like, yeah, you, 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 what I'm saying is there's another dozen It's a jumping so... on point, right? Yes, of course. Like there's the a... Siege of Terror was, kind of like, they've gone, here you go, you can jump in here. And here's a few books, and you know you can commit to ten books rather than fifty something. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I, I mean, they'll definitely do it because, like, they have entire people whose jobs it is to edit, produce, and make new heresy content. And like, you know, Black Library as a as a as a as a business has got employees. I know like eight to a dozen people as because they they obviously create they they have internal businesses, right? So Black Library is kind of an an internal P and L department. It's just like that's Black Library. There they are producing stuff. So after the heresy, they are going to have to produce something at that level, or like if they want to maintain sales at the level that they've got it at, which is going to be pretty important. So I would expect there to be some big huge meta narratives that exist in the future whether or not they go and revisit the old world but obviously heresy is much bigger than the old world will ever be so i think they'll do the scouring and then after that looking forward to the next five or ten years i wouldn't be surprised if we see the 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 kind of the prequel to the heresy yes so we see the thunder warriors and we see the reunification of earth because we finally yeah. had the emperor written now uh, I think it was ADB that did the Emperor, so I wouldn't be surprised. Like they're like, okay, we finally put a voice, and you know, we've put some writing to the Emperor. He's not this kind of mysterious figure that we can't touch anymore. And instead, where they can explore it. So I think that they'll be able to, they'll be able to do that. I think, which would be interesting. Because yeah, I yeah. think yeah. Dan Abner had said previously, and like every interview I've ever seen him when he talks about the Heresy, mm. when people say, "Oh, what would you like to do next?" He always says Unification Wars. So yes. yeah. if he wants to bite people's hands off to do it they're not going to say no are they uh no they're not going to they're not going to the 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 kind of the 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 key point i think is whether or not um like whether or not they do it soon or they do it in the future so we'll probably get the scouring and then we'll probably get the reunification wars and then you'll end up with obviously even more for the heresy because then they can kind of you could use the heresy stuff already and then you could go back and they can they can just sell you more stuff basically or Oh, they Black Library, they Games Workshop Black Library, and they just redo the very first Horus Heresy book. And they start again. <laughs> as a comic or as a Netflix-style series. Horus Heresy second edition fiction. Yeah. yeah. Or Horus Heresy, uh, what's the one, um, like the Multiverse of Madness, where it's slightly oh, different. Yeah, it's actually called the, the Hearsay Heresy or something, like slightly what different. What if they just had all of the same books, but... And the stories were the same, but they just had different authors for every single book. Yeah. So, like, books that are written by Graham McNeil and are written by Dan Abnett. Books that were written by Dan Abnett are written by... <laughs> and flip the uh, perspective. So, like, if it's a loyalist book, flip it to be from the... Yeah, but that's, the we've already got that in, in quite a few books, like Prospero Burns, Thousand Sons. Yeah, but you, you flip it. You flip it again. You flip it again, Tom. You double flip it. Just keep flipping them. Just, just do it. Yeah, just do it. Okay. Uh, anyway, so with that said, <laughs> that said, uh, they've renounced uh, the Liber Mechanicum. Uh, so the Warhammer Liber Mechanicum. So this means I'm going to get rules for all of my, uh, all of my Mechanicum in Horus Heresy. So I guess that means I'm giving it a fucking go. When do you get the rules, jo- uh, Rob? Uh, there's August. a roadmap. August. August. That's not that long. That's like two months. It's not that's that long. a lifetime in the hobby, though. By that point, a lot of people is it binned I've, off the heresy. I've had all these models since 2003, and we're still not painted. Yeah, well, I, you're a rarity, though, Tom. Yeah, yeah I think uh, I think what yeah, uh, no one else has one. I think what John's alluding to is with um, with the horror heresy currently on pre-order. John expects by that two-month window uh, for the amount of people who care about it to have declined fairly significantly. I, because there's always something new and shiny that distract people. It's that weird kind of 
the FOMO cycle of people just buying the next. And then it will get pushed further and further down their pile till they either finally dig it out or go, ah, buy and sell groups. Here we go. I just think the realization... We'll play some parts together, Rob. It'll be great. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, yeah, thank you. I think the realization cost is just pretty huge, right? Like, you get that box yeah. and then you're like, okay, that's 50 Marines I'm about to paint, plus a tank and a Dreadnought. Off I go. Yeah, that isn't a week's work unless you slap chop in. Um, like, I think that's, that's it's, it's a lot of work. I mean, thankfully, there's not a lot of trim on those models. So, actually, you might be able to bang them out pretty quick. Um, I'm not really 100% certain. But, yeah, like, that's a lot of, re- like, I think the number of boxes sold to the number of armies on the tabletop won't be, like, obviously won't be, a hundred, it's never 100%, but I think I, it'll be fairly low. Especially, like you said, John, where you can flip a, a kill team, set out in you know a few days so you can get your kill team box and you can print and paint that out um so that's pretty quick right yeah 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 like the turnaround for that even like painting the terrain because of the size of the board whilst i'm i'm assuming heresy requires a bit more terrain than kill team not as much as 40k at least like yeah we got all that sorted immediately. Uh, I mean, I only ever played at Warhammer World, so no terrain. <laughs> <laughs> hang on, hang on. The odd, the odd wood, Rob. Yeah, the odd forest. Board. The odd forest. Do we have to actually? Use... It, it is six by four boards as well. Is so there anything? We're going to have to rebuy our mats. Is there anything in the Heresy core rulebook about um, about them? Uh, thank you to Agent Number One for raiding us with thirty-six oh, people. No. Hello. We're the 40k spy center, where you occasionally will find out things about 40k, but most times will be offended and leave. That's uh, is that the tagline? <laughs> that's that's close. Thanks for the raid. That's lovely of you. That's our second raid of the week. That's great. Um, nice. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, okay. Um, but this is just for me. This is just me fanboying for a moment. Uh, so we're gonna get the most important part here. My favorite vehicle, the Triarus armored conveyor. Uh, passing love from Warhammer Fantasy up to the 40k crew. Oh, thanks, Agent Number One. Uh, <laughs> amazing. Warhammer Fantasy Battles. Can't wait for it to come back. Uh, the Treyarch Armor Conveyor is getting rules, uh, which is the land tank. My favourite. It's just it just looks really good. So looking forward to all of those miniatures getting rules. I've got like I've got so much. They've got um, troops, Thalax cohort. I've got 80 fully painted. Um, tech thralls. I've got some. Sky, uh, Skillax, I've got loads. Castlex, I think I've got like 30 Castlex. I can't understand any of the words you're saying, Rob. You could just be listing off detergents. I've got four Thanatar. The Thanatar, I've got four Thanatars. What weapon loadout are you talking about? I've got I've got three... Big laser big, thing. I've got big la- three big lasers and then two quad mortars. I've got five. That's right. Um, Do they still have a rad cleansers in your universe? Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Oh, I yeah. love rad in the clan. Cleansing the rad. Yeah, you've got it. Uh, I'm really happy to see the Ursrax cohort in there. I think... Oh, yeah, it's got Krios Squadron as well, which is the tanks. So happy to see that in there as well. Uh, so, yeah, it looks like we've got all of all of the miniatures. I haven't like done a cross-reference with, like, I wonder if there's something not included, uh, which would be a bit of a shame. But, yeah, so I'm really... One... There was one thing people had pointed out already on, on the web was there's no Skitari because they're 40k models, but they're in, obviously, in the time yeah, period there was Skitari. Yeah, but we kill them in 40k as well. Yeah, yeah. and I'm not so fussed by it. And people did panic because there's no, you can't, there's nothing listed here for normal normal knights, plastic knights, but apparently they're in, there is like um a, one of the appendices. That Doesn't matter, in, Pl- plastic knights can get in the bin, man. Yeah. 
but it's like, it's all people panicking, but it's like without seeing the full book. Yeah, yeah. The only uh, you still ain't getting forty k rules for those mechanic and big boy. I know, I know. But the dream, listen, the dream is alive. Okay, because mm. if the Kratos tank has got rules, do you, can you see what? Like we're I so mean, close. I mean, it has rules, but is it usable? Yeah. Um, do you really I, want your Thanatos <laughs> to have Kratos level rules, or, or will it just kind of exist on the table doing very little? All right, okay, fine. Listen, <laughs> I can play it now. That's a nice right? I can pl- I can play it. Yeah, no, yeah, you're right. That's a good segue. <laughs> I just like to. It's it's great. I, I, I let me come back to. It. I'll circle back to the segue. Daylight Express. I've been super excited about Plastic Mechanicum, but the article today has me skeptical there will be any. Do we think we'll actually get any? Also love the content. Keep it up. Thanks very much from me and the crew. Uh, we really appreciate your support. Uh, yes, I do think it, but I think it'll be more of a twisted dark Mechanicum vibe as opposed to mm. uh, what we're currently seeing. Um, so that's the that's the rumor is that we're getting dark Mechanicum in plastic as opposed to You'll Mechanicum. You'll love that, Rob. That's Pardon like me? your thing. That's like your thing, isn't it? The dark Mechanicum. I actually really like the Mechanicum law, like regular, like well, it's Mechanicus, but the loyalist Mechanicus. Lo- yeah. Well, yeah, loyalist to a degree. Like so, effectively, what I like about it is the the juxtaposition of faith intermingling with machinery right like the way that they think that the, the the whole thing works is that inside it there are spirits and in some cases there are literally spirits inside the machine which is super fucking weird uh but most of the time that's like a prelude to dark mechanicum there being demons inside the machine it's kind of like it's kind of why you like orcs right uh, it, in a similar way it's like they believe that the thing will work therefore it does yeah like well no more yeah but but actually, no. Like with orcs, you th- they think it they think it's going to work, and by that faith alone, it does actually work through Gestalt kind of like manifestation. <laughs> orcs are really just modern uh, like um, chakra girls, yeah. Drop in the like you just need to manifest your destiny. You know they're kind of self self help gurus, Tom. Yeah, they're those you know they're, that's what they're, they're like. You need to manifest. Tidy Have room. you seen the uh, fan theory that orcs are the only thing keeping the emperor alive? Yes, because yes, <laughs> I love that. Right? Do you want to explain that? <laughs> yeah, the idea. So, if you don't know anything about orcs, and I don't know why you listen to this, if you don't know anything about orcs, but orcs in 40k, effectively, they like they have like a psychic field attached to each orc because they're mushrooms, right, or they're fungus. So they're a, a living bioorganism that has a uh, a psychic field, very much like. Uh, they, they're not too dissimilar, really, from Tyranids, right? In loads of ways. Uh, but when they believe something will work, it will work. Well, and the more of them that believe it, and the more of them get together, the smarter they are, and, and a bunch of other stuff. But uh, because they're like the Emperor's the big bad to beat up because of Ulanor, um, they actually like they think he's still alive, so they can eventually fight him one day and kill him, which is great. So I love that. That's great. So but because anyway, they yeah. all believe that he's alive, the Emperor stays alive. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not those thousands of souls sacrificed to him every day. It's it's the orcs. Well, maybe that it's makes all of it. more of a tragedy. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's, it's all just. Maybe he's just dead, and the whole thing's just a con. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe like the queen. Um, but the thing about Mechanicum versus orcs that I like is Mechanicum. They believe that the the incantations and the potions and all of that is what keeps everything going, but actually it's just machinery, right? 
like yeah. and they kind of have a, a a twisted view like which is very much kind of how like the imperium works anyway it's very imperium-esque i've always liked it which is weird considering in the heresy that the uh, mechanicum was kind of like a third pie but was stuck on the side like a barnacle on the side of the ship it was yeah. never like fully integrated into the imperium it was just no. kind of bare and independent to some degree on mars yeah 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 they they were they were like a i don't know what a tertiary state right like they weren't included we're um, a client kingdom yeah uh, yeah, yeah, cl- yeah, that's a client kingdom exactly. Anyway, I'm excited about this. Great models. Yeah, uh, it would be super good if they got rules in uh, 40k. I doubt it, but that would be lush. As a good segue, though, as you guys pointed out, the Kratos heavy tank, which is another heresy thing, actually does have some 40k rules. All right, uh, I bet they're great. And they're free. I mean, number one, they're free. So that's we'll not bad. That. I'll take that. Yeah. Okay, that. Yeah. So the Kratos is 22 power, so you don't know how many points it would be. 320. Normally when I look at like a 4 to 5 power level model, um, that normally makes me think it's around 100 points. Did it say so when I see that, somewhere? I think that so I would assume like bottom column. Yeah. Oh, it actually says so it. It actually says it at the bottom. It's 320. 320 points, okay? What the hell have they done with the power level then? Power level's in there that for... That makes absolutely no sense. I, I mean, power level doesn't make any sense, I don't think. No, I mean true, but okay. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, it's got um, it's obviously it's ballistic skill is three and it degrades to a five, uh, mm-hmm. and then it's got eighteen wounds uh, at toughness eight with a two up armor save, but I don't think it has uh, a ward save of any sort. No, or but it doesn't necessarily save. need one when it's got a two up because at that point, if you get it with AP three, you'll be on a five up anyway. Um, so that's just kind of the same level that you get for other super heavy vehicles, such as the Bane Blade yeah. or the Storm Lord or what have you. It doesn't, it doesn't even have a, a five up, right? It's just a two up. No, we need to do that, I believe, right? Yeah. But if it's in iron hands, it would have a, a feel no pain. It'd have a six up, right? Ooh, okay. Uh, so you two, so then it's got a different a variety of different weapons, which is kind of cool uh, as, a, as a way to build it. I thought this was quite fun because you've got the Kratos battle cannon, slightly different. Yeah. And then you've got two other guns on, to, on top of it as well. The melter mm, blast okay. gun. And uh, and then the I don't know what the so other back, one is. That's, that's upgrading stuff. So oh, you the take the battle cannon, Cardinella. you can replace it with a metal blast gun or a Volkite Cardinella. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then so the the battle cannon is one shot at strength fourteen or uh, heavy D six plus three blast strength seven minus two damage three. Um, I so... mean the AP two straight kills it at that point. You think that's not very good? Yeah, it's garbage. Can you explain like, especially now, armor contempt thing. It's just like you wound. You're hitting. So you've got. Let's look at this just very quickly. You've got d6 plus three shots, right? So let's say you're averaging out seven shots. You then hit. Let's say you spike up and you get five hits, right? Yeah. You're then wounding all of those things on freeze. Let's say you spike up again. You get four yeah. um, successful wounds, which is two massive spikes up, by the way. Let's say you're hitting a marine. You then. Let's say you're spiking up again, then and only pass one of the four saves on a five up. I don't be on a four up because it'd be um, effective minus one because armor contempt. So you're killing two marines. So what is that thing designed to kill at all? I don't know your hopes and dreams when you buy it. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I mean it's, it's free twenty <laughs> points, so it's pretty. Sure. But that's not the only gun you but, get with it, right? Because you can also well, get... I mean, the armor pen, the heavy one shot is also really swingy as well because it's got a lot of variance. It's got the, it's only one shot. Got a hit. Got a wound. Then it's got D3 plus 6, which flat 6 is nice, but it's like it's not going to kill anything outright, so why would I bother purchasing it? 
Interesting. So, so what we're saying is, because Innes is agreeing with you in the chat, is what is what we're saying is from a forty k perspective that it's actually like a tough hull with a lot of wounds, which obviously you're paying for, uh, but it really doesn't have a lot of output as a. So it's it's be- most of its cost is embedded in the fact that it's a tank, and when I say a tank, I don't mean it's a vehicle with tracks on it. I mean, but it's quite durable for its points. Mm. And even then, it's not that great. And like, also, it doesn't matter how tanky you are if I just don't care that you're there. Yeah, I guess. I guess. I would probably want 10 Terminators with four up invulnerable saves over this all day. Or yeah, exactly. Asriel next to it and it has a four ups. Find me, for, give me free 20 points and I'll buy anything, like buy something in any book that's better than this in any okay. army. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Okay. That's, I mean, I'm, I'm not too disappointed anyway. Apart from, I think the tank is pretty cool. Like, yeah. I actually think it looks great. Uh, I need but to I'm find not, a picture of this. I'm not building myself a marine heresy army, so I'm not too stressed about it anyway. Plus, tanks don't really. I, don't, I think tanks, tanks oh, as we tradition. Yeah, it does look lovely. Uh, tanks as we know it traditionally it's in 40k shit. at the moment have some issues because they're like they're weirdly they're weirdly positioned as a as a kind of design aesthetic, right? Kind of like how Age Sigma has a monster issue, <laughs> like. Um, none of it flies seems to be the initial problem straight off the bat right doesn't have invulnerable saves right um and then 18 wounds as in is saying in the chat means also it's not obscured so you can just shoot the big exactly, you can it. shoot it over stuff yeah okay but All even right. then i don't think it's worth because it doesn't really do anything like no. it's so expensive that i'm not sure it's too much and when you talk about tanks like one of the things that doesn't really get brought up, I mean, it's not the most important factor, but when you have to stack all the boards with, like, loads of terrain, yeah. by specifically that, I mean ruins and line of sight blockers, and you you haven't got fly, you haven't got, like, a really good movement on your vehicle, or, or you're not a transport that you're just using to get extra movement out of, right? It's Or you're just not really small. If you're a massive tank trying to drive around that, it's a nightmare. Yeah. Mass, yeah. That's awful, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. And everything could just hide in the corners from me anyway. So yeah, it sucks. It looks nice though. Maybe it'll be good in uh, 30k. But um, I'm playing traitors anyway, so I'll never find out. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Because <laughs> you can't. You also can't use it for the traitor legions. Is that right? No. It's, no. Uh, just Imperial chaos. Army. No. It's it, this is 40k. It's only got imperial, but I think it works for both in heresy. Uh, where does it say that? Because this is a 40k data sheet, right? Yeah, but where does it? Why would you? Why would you think it works both for both in heresy? I'm just, I'm just trying to work out where you've seen that. Because uh, I think all of the equipment does currently. So why would it only be imperial for 40k then? I, I, it, I don't understand their logic, but that is why. I, I, I think I just it's not consistent. It's not consistent. Different in 30k than 40k. Yeah. That's all. Oh, it's because yeah. it's so in in 40k it just says imperium. Yeah. Yeah, but if it, if it was intended to work for both, yeah. why can't yeah. you just release like? Two data slates, one that says chaos, one that says imperial. I so, think it's an identical otherwise. Yeah, because th- they've done this before where they've forgotten the chaos versions of things. So, uh, okay, in 40k it's imperial, in 30k it's both. Yeah, <laughs> the traitor legions misplaced them because they, yeah, yeah. they were like, let's just let they had to make you a quick return. Return. Yeah, they they uh, they had to make uh, a quick uh, withdrawal, right? So uh they, just left, they left them with the keys in the engine and everything. <laughs> they were just like fuck this yeah let's get out of here right <laughs> uh all painted in traitor colors oh yeah it's all painted in traitor colors <laughs> wow oh okay they'll probably sort that out or won't but whatever um okay all right so kratos tank 
unimpressed, but it, you can build it into your Imperium armies if you wish. So it's at least go got there. rules, right? It's That's at least step, got rules. Step yeah. ahead, right? Uh, okay, so next up, the Astra Militarum uh, is the next. Oh, actually, no, Ooh. we'll skip. We'll skip this for a second, really quickly. We'll go to uh, the Law of the Votan. Yeah. So this is something else that's happened in the past week. Uh, introducing the Ironkin, the mechanical members of the leagues. I think John is excited about this. So we already know that the Kin Society, so that's the squats, is run by the Votan, ancient thinking machines that the Imperium would be indisputably dubious of. So AI, because you're not allowed AI in the Imperium, if they knew about them. Fortunately, that's not something outside you know about. The leagues might want to be a bit more subtle about the Ironkin. These are true mechanical intellects. So AI, right? Created by the Votan, and they're computationally advanced enough that they've learned to mimic Kin's social behavior, fully integrated into League society as equal partners, whether made from metal, meat or metal, Kin are Kin. Each Iron King consists of a cerebral unit woven with microfield generators that makes it very hard to destroy, and a unique mechanical body. An Iron King's body isn't just some component to be replaced, it's deeply personal, as much as the bodies of their flesh cousins, and designed to be fully uh, to fulfill a certain niche, such as mining or support units, cargo luggers, etc. The purpose of the Iron King is to support the King in every aspect of their lives, but it's important to know they're not held in servitude, nor treated as lessons, they're simply designed to want to be helpful. However, as artificial beings, they can only imitate emotions their biological fellows it's rare but unknown but not unknown for an iron king to possess ambition or to seek to become a leader um on the battlefield iron king combatants fight alongside king warriors in pursuit of the goals of the leagues they often accompany brockier iron masters as assistants alongside complex cog robots offering technical support the iron king have accompanied the kin since their earliest days long before myth segues into recorded history no one is quite sure of their origins but they've always been their equal partners uh so john what do you think see at first i was kind of like oh it looks a bit odd but now i understand from the narrative standpoint that they are essentially like ai golems i kind of i'm fascinated to see how each of the other versions of these work because i think when you scroll down there's a picture of one that's carrying a bit of a rock but it doesn't have legs because it's it's built for a specific purpose of carrying things and mining so i'm kind of curious to see what other ones they do like if they've got some that are kind of more like actual mining ones with big drills and rock grinders and stuff, and whether there's kind of less um, sort of um, kind of humanoid as well, kind yeah. of whether they end up having some with some practical things like tracks and stuff as well. Yeah, it's interesting. They've got a lot like they're, they're very humanoid shape, right? Tom, yeah. you had some thoughts on this. So. I'm going to do something that's really going to upset the Hydro homies, okay? Okay. <laughs> and I'm going to put two links in the chat for you, Rob, and you're going to tell me what you think, okay? Okay. And I'm going to insinuate that this model is the creation of a raucous lovemaking session between these two characters, okay? Okay. Oh, so here's the first link. Okay, first link. Okay. For those of you listening to the podcast, that is an Ogre Moor Tribes Butcher. Yeah, okay. okay. This guy. Yeah, and the yeah. second link uh, is is there, okay. And uh, for those of you listening, <laughs> that's, at home, that's very that's an Among Us character, okay. Oh, wait, an ogre more tribe so, versus an Among Us suit, or is it they, is it an they, ogre? They consummated and they have produced this abomination. Okay. Um, I hate it. I hate it with every fiber of my being. 
Um, and I wish it would die. <laughs> it does look like it actually really does look like one. Now you mentioned it, I hadn't thought about that at all. God. Now I've ruined it to you all. Go home. See ya. Wow. So yeah, an Among Us spacesuit. <laughs> I can't not see it now. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. All right. So look yeah. at this wide post. Have you right? Hold up. Let me just Google Tory power stance. Oh no, we haven't got time oh, for God, this. No, John, no, no. John, like, <laughs> so, John, John. You the said you said, thing go on. that I thought was quite kind of um, telling of kind of how they've set them up so far is like the guns are like ion style stuff that they then have given to the Tau. Mm. This to me screams out because they've they've got um, a full suite of working STL, uh, not STL, S ST, STCs. Uh, STCs. STLs. I was like, fuck, I'm a 3D printing right now. Brilliant. Um, <laughs> that actually functions. So, for example, Castellan robots mm. aesthetically look very similar, but they don't necessarily function perfectly in how they probably were originally designed. So this shows to me that we're going to potentially see other things that have kind of, the Imperium have got access to bits of or like broken versions of. And that's more like I'm less worried, like kind of interested in the actual the end result. It's more the, the kind of the ramifications that they're kind of poking at this part of the narrative and lore a bit, which kind of gets me a bit more excited to see what other stuff that they'll reveal eventually. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I, I I like what you're saying with that. That like the the Mechanicum when they produce the Castellan robots, they've got like just the most basic bitch version, like the big grunt ones, yeah. and it would give some. My like, first in... robot. Yeah, my first robot. Yeah, like, like <laughs> they got nothing left, and I do like the idea that like the, they've given some indication of where the Castellan come from because it's a fucking god awful miniature. And it doesn't make sense in the army, right? Like, literally, when you next to the rest it, of the like, admec, it doesn't fit, right? It, is, it literally makes no sense compared to the rest of the entire admec range. It's very much like the the flyer with the the webbed wings. They were like, I've seen June, and you're like, yes. But I mean Leonardo da Vinci's ornithopter or whatever it was. Yes. Yeah, you're like okay. Gyrocopter. Yeah, like I've seen legs, Thanks. but that doesn't count. Um so yeah, like <laughs> uh, <laughs> the other thing that kind of gets me about this range, like, is that I'm not unhappy with, with the the whatever the fuck it's called, the the iron kin. But I would say that like if you're going to do and I like that they've got this like big meta narrative for what the, the leagues of Votan are. But if you're going to do the Leagues of Votan, you don't need to give them robots as well. Because we've got like a robot faction. And we've got mm. robots with everything. Like, if, if the, you're going to release 11 kits, let's say, for the Leagues of Votan, I wouldn't mind it just being 11, like, vote, like, you know, like, sure, you can have it on a, a speeder, which we've seen that already. We yeah. know that bikers are coming out. So that would be really fun. But I just want to see, like, what do the what do the league guys in heavy weapons look like? What do the do you know what I mean? I don't yeah. need you to, to give me robots as well. I think it just highlights that to them, perhaps as part of how they're setting up their kind of their law, it shows that there is an importance of the AI and the actual the the kind of the Iron Kin stuff. So perhaps we'll only see maybe the one unit of them or one unit, and then them kind of trickling in other stuff. But as a result. We might not see it further explored in future waves of models, but it's at least them going, right, this is an important part of their story. And it may it may still feel disjointed, right? But until we see two more waves of models afterwards, it'll feel like probably a bit more of a bias to it than we really need. Yeah. When you look at like the original Admech launch 
like range that looked very disjointed and was missing lots of roles mechanically in the game this is probably gonna have the same sort of problem right yeah maybe i just i just like it's it's cool it's a cool single mini right like it like although it does remind me of a castellan but it's a thousand times better than the castellan so it's fine right like it like like it just looks great i just think like it's odd that we're getting the other the other mechanicum robot range Do you know what I mean? It feels with... more like droids from Star Wars, where they they're all just doing a job type of thing, but without the slavery. And oh, maybe that's what they're doing. They're doing droids. They don't have a way to do droids, and droids are popular. Okay, that seems fair. And it's always the gimmick, right? Like or, in all armies, it's always having a cute squig or a grot doing something silly or a, or a nurgling. They're going to do little cute little robot things that do mindless tasks, but aren't slaves. They're equals. You're right, Kinnikin. John. I haven't thought that the game is cutesy enough. So, yeah, some cutesy. Also, so far, like, we don't really, there's no real, like, bad vibes about the uh, the Leagues of Votan. Like, I know that they've got AI, and we're not meant mm. to be a fans of AI, right? But, like, there is, it doesn't seem, they're not really done anything. They're not, like, doing Drukhari, right? They're not, like, no. stealing children and, like, murdering them for their souls, you know? They're not Chaos. They're not Imperium. Like, I haven't seen anything particularly like they're awful yet. No. Which is interesting. It feels like they're trying to cut, kind of fill in the gap, right? Because they did that a bit with Tower. They went, right, these are the good guys. And then slowly as the additions dropped, they kind of dirtied them up a little bit. Yeah, maybe. So maybe that's why they're trying to fill that gap. And at the end of the day, there is still some tragedy to them, though, because the AIs are senile. So again, like the Imperium with this whole kind of thing of everything's in kind of disrepair these guys have got a similar problem but a different version of it are you telling me having some sort of power structure and leadership hierarchy that's orientated around people too old for the role is somehow going to be detrimental to a society john because i don't think that's true i just think the oldest people should be in charge because obviously (laughs) they've got the most experience and they've lived their lives and i should be respectful to their experiences forget anything you know yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, right. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I haven't seen anything so far that makes them seem particularly awful, but may, I'm sure I'm sure that'll be in the pipeline. Okay. All right. So, the next up, the other bit of news is the Asher Militarum, right? So, we've seen some new Asher Militarum miniatures. Specifically, the first thing we'll talk about is Ursula Creed. Ursula Creed. So... Um, we've got Creed's daughter, a commander in her own right, and uh, she's got herself a power sword and a staff and double double pistols. Uh, cool yeah. little mini. Have you got any? Uh, Tom, what did you think about the mini when you saw it? I love the mini. I really like this. I like how every army's kind of got like a big commander type. Like we've got Gasgol there, right? Uh, you know, you've got more than Val for the um, existence of battle and what have you. And I feel like this is the guard equivalent, right? She's yeah. even got the big rock, and it actually kind of makes sense. For, like she's trying to overlook the battlefield and stuff. So yeah. Big fan of that. Looks really good, and it fits the theme. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, John, what are your thoughts? I've I've seen quite a lot of kind of mixed kind of feedback about this one on the internet, where people are comparing yeah. it to Trunchbull from Matilda, the the big kind of it's masculine teach. And and I I kind of I see it, but at the same time, I'm glad that it's not just a sister in battle wearing Astra Militarum uniform, because if you're going to be a soldier. Of course, you're going to be maybe a bit more stocky because you're doing a job that requires you to be quite physical. What? And if you're not wearing power armor, it, 
they're not all going to be the same shape, are they? So to me, I'm like, cool, we've got some diversity in the sculpts that it's not just yet another six foot model. Like the character is six foot and this exact proportion as the person next to them. I like the fact that you put her next to some other guards and they'll look a little bit kind of different. Yeah, because like, not all people look exactly the same, right? That's like, true. I'm like, fed up of it always being the same. Hey, listen, you could put this lady on the front of um, uh, uh, the uh, Sports Illustrated, and you could just drive all sorts of people off Twitter just with this uh, alone, uh, banging on a <laughs> bikini. Uh, but um, I'm with Colvin Mark. I think the coolest part about a part about this is the implication that Creed has been out and about, fucking slinging it all over, fucking his way through the Imperium, <laughs> yeah? And he's got kids all over the place. How many Creed daughters want. are there? Uh, yeah, how many? Why is it a unique character? Yeah, yeah. why is it a unique character? Maybe the daughters of Creed, a new codex coming soon. Oh, yeah, just gosh. Creed, just like, like fucking... like Khan. Yeah, he just a grew in his way through the Imperium. Yeah, I Play love that. stands because there's so many Creed babies. Yeah, the half-Eldar, <laughs> half-human creed fucking uh coming soon uh i'm you've seen that you've seen that um episode of game of thrones in season two where um bobby baratheon's died yeah and uh cersei sends out all the guards to go and find all the bastards and kill them yeah it's just going to be chaos coming through the eye of terror, just slaughtering their way through Creed babies. Like, no, it's not. Smart. It's the opposite, because Creed's oh. basically incredible, right? Like, Creed just doesn't die. So imagine if Creed's like, listen, I am absolutely a badass. The weak, He basically genetically up-leveled the human race in the Imperium. He just went on like a, he went on like a big fuck spree, had loads of kids, and now like, you're like, right, how are we taking back Cadia? How are we going to push these the chaos back? Yeah, we're just going to get all the chaos. All the Creed babies are just going to be out there just kicking it. Yeah, just unstoppable oh, forces. I think that's, that's... I like that. That's fun. So that's Ursula. Uh, and I can't wait for the Creed Regiment to come. Uh, and then we've seen some Carskin. 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 Ka- sorry, yes. We did this before the show. <laughs> Carskin. Um, uh, Kasakin, sorry, Kasakin. Uh, Tom, do you know much about these? Uh, they're in Dawn of War, and they're like <laughs> the specialist elite dudes, the Imperial Guard, the elite unit that you could recruit. Okay, and they used to have a metal miniature that you could purchase from the blister packs where you'd assemble your squad out of individual blisters, and it was really cool. And okay. uh, yeah, it was cool. Big well, fan. Uh, John, like the, thoughts... the special they... forces guardsmen, they were originally, um, imperial guard stormtroopers back when mm. you got the old five pound box in a bright green or red That's box yeah and um basically they were beret wearing elite guys with the hotshot las guns and i think it was implied that kind of the the scions were meant to be the non-cadian kind of version of them because i think specifically these guys are specifically kind cadian i yeah, believe yeah, yeah no that's the whole thing i've read up all about them they're specifically cadian like yeah. uh, recruited, recruited for a young age, unsurprisingly, as is the forty k. We'll not talk about this. Like uh, fucking, Cadia is like the Church of the Latter Day Saints. It's just like recruited at a young age, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, then put, the, and then put on yeah. the front lines, uh, <laughs> yeah, indoctrinated early. But the reason that they're able to like fight chaos so specifically is because they so intimately believe 
in what is Cadia, like is in the social structure and and all of it. So yes, because it's the not best a planet; it's 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 a way of life now. Yeah, it's it's inside your head. Uh, so yeah, they're they're Cadian elite. So whereas Scions aren't Cadian, aren't the elite of anything else elite. Yeah. Well, actually, I thought that that's might be why we might be able to talk about. Um, uh, the other regiments I thought would be really fun yeah. because uh, I mean I'm kind of excited by this I don't think this is like a terrible sculpt I think this is fine I think they're fairly fine I don't know what you two think I, actually what do you two think yes I like, I like it it's pretty chill okay I like it a lot but the one thing that got my attention is on these three reveals that they've got in this article I don't think they were going to necessarily be released together Oh no way! Because if you this look at leak. her, so if you look at her base, yeah. brown, brown rim, like oh, normal. Yeah. The sentinel that we've not talked about, brown base, brown rim. Oh yes. Go look at the uh, the stormtroopers base. It looks like the door, like the old black temp, uh, black stone fortress stuff where they've got the the kind of the lines drawn on it and stuff. So I think this is going to be a kill team, but I think. And I don't have any expert, like, secret knowledge. I think this is going to be for them doing, like, Zone Metalis-style stuff in Kill Team, where they reuse the Necromunda terrain. And these, this is one of the Kill Teams, I think, is what they're going to do. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I think it's a Kill because Team as well. Because that makes sense, right? Yeah, I think it's a Kill Team as well, because... Uh, so, the rumor mill has been pretty pretty heavy on this for a couple of years, that there's a big mm. Astro Militarum refresh, which is what we're going to talk about next. Um, oh, the helmet! Uh, yeah. I forgot about the helmet. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> well, you like the helmeted, oh, the helmeted creed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I wasn't just exclaiming about someone's excellent helmet. Yeah, yeah. I thought you'd hit yourself. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah. So I, we'll talk about that in a minute. And then we've also got an updated sentinel, right? Looking more and more like an at at uh, as yeah. time goes on. Like uh, yeah, but getting they're getting less and less afraid of the uh, Disney uh, legal team <laughs> yeah, as yeah. Uh, as the money keeps rolling in. Yeah, like, they really aren't aware of the yeah. They're just like no problem. We've got money now. We can fight Disney on the on the legal front. This isn't an at 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 all. How dare you no. suggest such a thing? It's got a plasma cannon on it. Leave us alone. Yeah, leave. Yes, we've got a got a little antenna. You stop it. Um. So yeah. So a new Sentinel. I quite like the look of the Sentinel. I think it's fine. Um, I've never really liked the Sentinel anyway. As a, this one looks way better than the other one, though. Like I quite like this picture. John, what are your thoughts? I prefer the original. I'd forgotten what the original one even looked like. The very first ones are basically a cockpit with really long legs. Yeah, it's terrible. But a very I prefer emphasis on the cock there, John. It was very like it's a weird little like the original one, not the current one, but the original original um, Sentinel. Mm. I think it was from third edition. Yeah, it's it's old, right? Yeah. Okay. Although they did have them in, I think they were in Rogue Trader even, but they were almost even more chicken walkery, which was odd. Yeah. Oh, boy, Phil. Hello. Lovely to see you. Uh, okay. Oh. So, no, so new centaur. So that means we're going to get new guard. Okay. Because Asperitarum yeah. haven't had their book yet for ninth edition, um, mm -hmm. and I feel like that's going to be maybe the Christmas. Maybe because I feel like this has been a, a leak, or maybe it's not the Christmas. We know Chaos Marines are coming soon. Yeah, because we started to have leaks for that. So we know Chaos Marines. Yep. Um, we're not sure about Chaos Votan. Demons. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Votan as well, of course. Uh, and then Astro Militarum. And I think Astro Militarum will be like one of the big releases this year. 
uh, from GW. So I thought we could kind of take a moment to like talk about some of the other regiments because uh, the Kasakin, Kasakin, Kasakin. Yep, you got it. Well, thank done. you. Now, um, as a kill team, they're for Cadia, right? So we might get some Cadians, but John, I know you know a lot about this. Um, there isn't uh, like there are lots of different Ashmolitaran regiments, right? Yeah. So I think in the the lore it's more that they come from specific planets because obviously like cadians came from cadia yes um and they tend to be in a roundabout way very much modeled on different elements of earth kind of cultures really realistically yeah yeah they, they absolutely are they're kind of they're kind of old star trek like they like you know when you, you like old star trek episodes you would end up on like ah I see this is future Greece or past Greece planet. Like yeah. that's where they were. Ah, this is this is future Turkey. Here we are. And like that's what they would do whenever they would end up on a planet, which is very much how these things were written from back in the day, right? With cultural mm. uh, reference points. But I thought we talked yeah. through them because obviously the Cadians, but we'll, we'll talk through each one, right? And we'll talk yeah. about what our favorites are. Although do you currently have a favorite, John? Sorry. Oh, if I had to pick one, I, I, I always used to really like... Uh talan as a kid okay just because i liked the idea of kind of the whole kind of almost the desert rats kind of guys going and fighting kind of in such horrible kind of conditions um but i i have a soft spot for praetorians though that's that's the one that i really enjoy because of the whole uh there was a games day um big diorama called big tooth river i think it was and then they did um a white dwarf battle report called uh, orcs drift mm. and it was basically mordian guard with pith helms replaced and they basically did zulu but with orcs and it i look back at it now and it's probably a little bit like on the nose but i still appreciate the kind of the guardsman element to it well this is the thing i'm actually really really excited about um an astromilitarum refresh i quite like humans i'd like it would mm. it Depending on how it's pitched and what we end up with, I could absolutely see myself becoming an Astromilitarum boy. Um, and like, yeah. and then you know how some people are like, "Oh, I love, I love tanks. I love tanks for the Astromilitarum." I'd be like an infantry Ugh. bro. Yeah. yeah. So depending on how it ended up, so I could, I could definitely see myself being excited about it. Depending on how it's pitched, uh, Tom. Just before we get into it, like it, any of the, any of the legions or any of the kind of like uh, Astromilitarum factions, kind of like take your fancy. Yeah. Or which one did you like? Well, back in the day, I, I started out in like 2010 a full Katachan army. Okay. Because I like the idea of just an army of space Rambos. I thought that would be hilarious. <laughs> I mean, um, obviously. So, yeah, maybe I can get in, in on that, you know, now that I'm a bit older. And uh, I clearly enjoy painting hundreds of dudes. Yeah, so. me too. Me too. Yeah. All right. So, right. Let's, right, so, so we'll talk about the different ones, right? So first one is Armageddon Steel Legion. Yeah. Oh, nice. my. Armageddon mm. is a hive world of the Segmentum Solar, an imperial planet covered in vast, polluted industrial wastelands, broken up by the hive cities, uh, huge human arcology stretching kilometers in the sky. True to its name, Armageddon has been the site of three apocalyptic battles between the Imperium and its enemies. Most recently, a pair of invasions by the orc war boss, Gazgul Thraka. As a result, mm -hmm. the Imperial Guard regiments raised from Armageddon, known as the Armageddon Steel Legion, are highly skilled nice. in combat against the Greenskins. The Steel Legion soldiers are siege experts and masters of attrition, driving the wounded enemies back across the ash wastelands of the planet after they suffered severe casualties. 
Armageddon produces many armoured fighting vehicles for the Imperium, such as the Chimera APCs. As such, the Armageddon Steel Legions are primarily mechanised infantry, employing Chimera armoured personnel carriers, Hellhounds, and several variants of the Lehman Ross main battle tanks. So they're effectively the tank squadrons and mechanised infantry of um, of the of the Ashmolatarum, right? Um, and they yeah. kind of they, they kind of don't look too dissimilar to a Krieg army as well. The actual they've got long coats. Yeah, I think they predated the Krieg technically. Mm. I think. Oh yeah, I think, I think, from I think they. Standpoint. I think because they, they were third edition, second edition to third edition, they had metal models. So, yeah. um, an important factor here, Rob, is mm. that actually a lot of what you just read was Imperium propaganda. Um, oh. It's actually not even the planet's not even in the location it was originally created. It got um, shifted, and it's actually Unanor. What well, Armageddon it's the is Unanor? Yeah. Really? That's why the orcs keep going there. It's oh. theorized anyway. Oh, so, it's oh, this is a theory. Hell. No, but that is it's it's heavily implied because I was actually I watched uh, a uh, a Lawmasters video about Gasgul oh a couple of days God. ago. Not that so I've actually I've learned about this uh, this entire conflict, and it's all very Imperium propaganda based. So wouldn't it also mean that there's lots of spores spawning constantly in Armageddon? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like like it's so the orcs are just there. Yeah, they're just there. Yeah. They should just they never nuke left. it. Just nuke it from space. Yeah. Like, you know, mm. when you ever talk about to a 40k bro, yeah, who's like dead on the law, and they're like, you don't understand, man. Inquisitors can just like, just annihilate a planet. And you're like, okay, cool. Why don't sure. they just, why don't they just <laughs> annihilate Ulanor? And they're like, shut up. Like, you shut up. You could, no, it's not it. So. Because <laughs> I think, I think it was the Admech said that they were going to destroy the planet, but then they didn't. They said they had, and they didn't. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. There you go. Right. Jim Vessel said it in the chat. Yeah, I, I was listening. I was there is attention. a book series called The Beast Rises, which is actually one of my favourite book series for 40k. Yeah. If you have, it's actually 32k if you've not read it, so it's worth reading. Yeah. Um, uh, and it's got it's got oh god, what's his name? Vulcans in it, which is great. Yeah. Uh, and apparently, according to uh, Real Poly Geek, thank you. Krieg was originally just a paint job on Steel Legions, so same yeah. same sculpt. Um, okay, and it's also got Yarricks in it as well. So. Kind of fun. I, like, if they release that and it's some sort of anti-orc tech or, like, I don't know how they would... Because it's literally the same coat and face yeah. and everything as Krieg. So it's almost identical to Krieg. So it would be fun to try and get it looking a bit different, but... They're, they're slightly more World War Two inspired than the Krieg, which end up looking a bit more French World War One. So it's subtle differences, but they are basically the same. Okay. Okay, so that's Steel Legion. Uh, then you've got Cadian shock troops. So these are you kind of like you, these are just basically the bros that you buy. Yeah, these are your yeah. infantry squads. If you went into a, a G Dubs and you picked up some bros, right? The regiments yeah. of the Cadian shock troops of the Imperial Guard are famous throughout the galaxy for constantly proving themselves in the arena of battle. Their leader was the Lord Castellan. The position held by Osaka Ur, uh, Creed and currently missing hero for the Battle of Cadia. So he's dead. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. Where is that? Forty K. Um, he was he was stolen. No he was stolen by um, what's his name? Trays in the Infinite. Uh, he was. He was. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, uh, the population of Cadia before the destruction uh, during the Thirteenth Black Crusade were all destined for military life. The birth rate in Imperial Guard uh, or planetary defense forces recruitment rate on the world were practically synonymous. So basically, everyone was in the guard, right? Many Cadians survived the destruction of their world by the forces of Abaddon the Spoiler. This is what I mean, though, because sure, Cadians survived, 
some, many, yeah. but not all, right? They're displaced now, basically. Yeah, so they're displaced. And sure, they'll still be fucking, and Creed will be there fucking away as well, I'm sure, yeah. right? Having all the kids. Mandatory. It's like, after you've polished your boots for the day, you have to go polish one off. Yeah, yeah. But, um, like, they have to start recruiting from other regiments, right? Because this is the infantry box that you buy. The infantry box you yeah. buy currently from GW is the Cadian Shock Troops, right? Yeah. So my understanding is it's the standard equipment of the guard as well. So all the other regiments tend to have access to this stuff, but then they also customize and change it and utilize it in different ways. So, um, for example, when you look at, say, um, what are they called? Ventrilla Nobles, they're wearing the same gear, but they've just got a different helmet. Uh, yeah. Because yeah, it's yeah. a kit bash, but yeah. It's just a kit bash. It's just a kit bash. So, and it's not just the one planet. So like Space Marines, they tend to utilize other planets, especially if they're kind of local systems that they're kind of fighting in at the same times as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I, like, I, I personally think that this is quite cool. And I'm looking forward to seeing, yeah. like, if they redo this. Because I think these are, like, a little bit, like, I don't know. Like, it would be fun to see them be like, okay, Cadians aren't our... Because the Imperium, can the Imperium even rely on Cader anymore to be their line infantry? Because that's effectively what we were buying, right? We were buying the line infantry box. Yeah. And so now, like, I would hope that we see, like, very much like we see with the Heresy, you know, where you've got your weapon upgrades. We have our yes. line infantry box and oh. then a bunch of upgrades, which is why I'm yeah. talking about it, because I would be really excited. Then you've got Tom's favorite, Katachan Jungle Fighters. So Katachan is an Imperial Death World almost completely covered in dense jungle where it seems the entire ecosystem is hostile to human life. Katachan's only export is its people. Wow. Uh, who throughout natural selection are bred tough and strong from living on such dangerous world. Yeah, Kat- that's the thing. I'm not entirely sure that's how natural selection works. <laughs> As in, your dad had massive pecs, so, so do you. So you have massive pecs. Yeah. yeah. That's how it uh, works. Yeah. yeah. Unless, yeah... Unless they're the only ones who make it, I don't really, uh, yeah, I don't really get. A natural selection, as in all the babies that get to live, just survived on this horrific climate. Yes. Yeah, and they yeah. all look like Rambo. And they all look like Rambo. White Rambo. Or Arnie in Predator. Yeah. Uh, they make use of many close combat weapons, including the catch and fang, a knife measuring up to 20 inches of gleaming steel. Call which is this the most, a knife. <laughs> yeah, which is the most common melee weapon. It's also used for setting disputes between catchans. Right. Yeah. Another knife is the Night Reaper, which is a smaller and blackened, effective for using night infiltration assassinations. They're sometimes poisoned to improve their kill strength. Uh, okay, so they're knife fighting jungle Rambo's. But do you see what I mean? Like you would have to release another kit, or so they did. So it's one of the few ch- times they did do a different regiment's like line infantry. So like they started and never finished it. Yes, yeah, but do you think we'll like a see lot them... of my points? <laughs> yeah, do you, but do you think we'll do you think we'll see it expanded upon? You'd hope so, right? Like the the kit, this one, um, the Catachans, I think, are from sort of ninety nine, two thousand, so they are way overdue because that at the time they were quite cool, but when you look at the arms, they're very like properly roided, like like the old orc boys were, and it's just there's the opportunity to do something quite good, and the fact that we've had two limited edition models in the last three years that have both been Katachan characters, the Colonel, and then, what's her name, Ripper. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. the chick from... And um, we also had the Marble model a while ago. 
the so there's been and sly, sly as well. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 yeah so like, so I, that's three characters they've done. This is, this for is what I'm trying to get regiment. at. This is what yeah. I'm trying to get at. I, I'm almost certain that we're going to get regiment boxes. They have to. It's a great way of making money, right? Yeah, but it's also just super cool to be a part of, right? Oh, like, completely. It, yeah. That's what I'm trying to Having get at. some flavour. Rather than just being, here's these cadence, I'm using them as, uh, which regiment am I using them today as? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's yeah, a bit that's flat, what I mean. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, so that's those guys. Next up, so we they must be also doing this, because the next one is Death Corps of Krieg, right? And we already know yeah. that there's a kill team box with some of these in. So we're already building a Death Corps of, uh, Death Corps of Krieg like miniatures cool. so like yeah so it doesn't make much uh, it doesn't doesn't make doesn't take much to turn this into a whole no. army so the death corps of krieg uh in the name given to all astromantarum regiments that originate from the devastated post-nuclear death world of krieg in the segment and tempestus krieg was the site of a rebellion against the imperial man over 15 uh, 1500 standard years ago in the 40th millennium and was bombarded with nuclear weapons followed by 500 standard years of grinding warfare to purge all heretical rebels after all those years of nuclear destruction and bitter trench warfare krieg was reduced to a scorched radioactive husk of a world composed of dust and mud whose surviving people were forced to retreat into underground hive cities to survive the toxic planetary environment um I am pronouncing the P. That's the funny part. The Death Corpse. <laughs> it, it's Krieg. for the comments, so people look make like look at the Slapchop video, Rob. Yeah. Where you intentionally pronounce Vallejo like that. <laughs> I got so angry the first time. I wanted to. Hurt. Yeah, but so did everyone else, and they commented and drove up the analytics. I, I know. I mean, look, we're getting more comments. So angry. Getting more comments in the chat right now. Um, okay, the Death Corpse Krieg are siege specialists, and those regiments raised on Krieg seek to yeah, prevent. Uh, their former treachery against the Imperium by displaying disturbing disregard for their own lives in combat. Death Corps troops excel at yes. wars of attrition and defensive <laughs> combat in particular. They bear a strong resemblance to the real-world Imperial German army in World War One in tactics, trench warfare, as well as appearance. So, like we say, we know there's a box coming. Do you think we'll see more? Uh, definitely, because in the Orc Codex, Ooh. there is a piece of artwork of krieg against orcs including the new orc characters and stuff yeah. and there is cavalry the weird um the, the death cavalry riders. they have don't have hooves the death, death riders. riders specifically yeah. have like toes mm. like camel like not quite camels what so do you... i think Wait, there's on, gonna John. be at least a kid let's 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 wind this back what are you trying to say about camels they don't have hooves? they've got like they've got toes haven't they because they're dromed dromedaries is that it is that what they are i now gotta look this up tom weigh in on this I don't care. <laughs> You've got to. Ungulates. <laughs> what, are you asking me, what are you asking me about? I'm asking feet. you about camel yeah. toes, Tom. Yeah. Yeah, what, what, what specifically about them? Okay. Okay. I don't know. Like, I don't know what the question is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just listening to you two argue about nothing for five minutes. We're talking about, okay, camels. Okay. I'm going to bring this up. A camel... And I'm trying to work out if these hooves from his artwork I haven't seen look like the hooves of camels, but I also haven't seen. Okay, well, it's on the screen now. Okay, a camel is an even-toed ungulate in the genus Camelus that bears distinctive fatty deposits known as humps, but that's not important. The bit that we want to talk about is the toes. Oh, they do have toes. Yeah, it's weird, because, like, if you said someone... Camels, they obviously have hooves. Everyone would just not even criticise it. Okay. Hence why 
Often people get camel toe. Wait, so are they horses with hooves? No. Let's see how long I can leave that silence. It was too long for me. I couldn't handle it. <laughs> Until someone thinks that my car is broken. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Well, we'll move on from the camel the camel culture uh, section of the show. Um, uh, <laughs> right, okay. So, yeah, yeah. So, Krieg. Tom, would you be interested in a Krieg army? Like an all-Krieg army? Yes, I would. Because owning a death corps of Krieg army when it was a full four-year-old thing was every 14-year-old boy's dream. Was it? Well, certainly my mates who I played Warhammer with, and that was one hundred percent of the mates that I played Warhammer with. So, so, you, so like, if so, so far out of all of the legions, were. or sorry, whatever, uh, uh, which one would you regiments? Which, regiments, thank you. Uh, which one would you be interested in going for? Do you think? Oh, still Catacan, of course. Oh, you're still going Jungle Rambo. My custodies army. You're still going Jungle Rambo. Okay. Yeah. Have you seen my custodies? Yeah, yeah, I've seen your custodies. It yeah. would be perfect. It would be perfect. You're correct. Yeah, okay. Just there big, big swallow. And of course, right, as soon as I mentioned the oiled up custodies army, Shadow's head appears in the chat. Perfect. As oh, if summoned yeah. by the greasy naked men. <laughs> Tom's custodies for people listening are, by the way, very naked. Um, they're JoJo's Bizarre Adventures custodies. Uh, okay, so yes. that's Death Corps Creek. Okay. Uh, and there's a lot of them. Next up is Elysium Drop Troopers, currently unavailable to purchase, but they were, I think that's correct, but they were a Forge World Regiment at one point. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I feel like you can do some nice co- conversions with these. So you know how you can get, like, Army Trooper bags at, like, beach stores? Yeah. And you can get the parachute ones. Yeah, yeah. I think you could make some nice conversions where you, like, solidify the parachutes in, like, PVA or something. Stick it to the back of a guardsman and then put it on like a flying stand. <laughs> what for the drop troopers? <laughs> yeah, would pay five pounds to see you create that, whatever that would be. Also, that'd be the only situation where I ever get to use my vendettas anymore. It's true. It's true. Uh, so th- they were a Forge World army, and they did have Forge World rules, but then they got legended. But the Elysian Drop Troopers uh, are the premier airborne assault infantry regiments of the Astra Militarum who were recruited from the verdant world of Elysia in the Segmentum Saola, 30 light years from the world of Armageddon. Elysian Drop Trooper regiments make extensive use of aircraft and elite soldiers plunging from the skies directly into battle. These regiments' true advantage lies in their speed, unpredictability, and the unrivaled ability to attack anywhere on the battlefield. At any time. The Elysian drop troops are known for their rapid deployment capabilities using airborne troop carriers called Valkyries. Do they still sell the Valkyrie? Yeah, it's plastic yeah. kit. Oh, okay. Um, uh, and they deploy from these aircraft by repelling or making the use of grav shoots at high altitudes. Elysian drop troopers are able to strike deep into the enemy territory and so are unable to field any heavy ground vehicle during missions. While this may be the case, the Elysians do make up for the number of light vehicles, including the Tauros, Rapid Assault Vehicle, the Modified Drop Sentinel, Cyclops Demolition Vehicle. They don't sell that anymore, do they? I've got five. But they don't sell it anymore, right? Isn't it just a... I t- don't care. I it's have just, enough. It's a little RV. I think That's what it is. Yeah, it's a little, yeah, it's a little RV that they drove forward and exploded. That's cute. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, and sentry gun batteries. They don't sell them either, I don't think. Uh, the Elysians make use of Valkyries, Vulture gunships. I talked about that. Okay, so they're kind of like the the flying infantry of... It's like the paratroopers, yeah. Uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're more like... You keep going. John, what do you think of these? So uh, they, they kind of appeared whilst I was on my, uh, my hobby break. Okay. Um, I kind of like... I like 
uh, armies that are quite fast moving and stuff. And so I liked the the buggies and stuff they had. But yeah. um, I think other regiments could still take those, couldn't they? Yeah, they could. So, they could. so the problem I always had with these sorts of things is like, well, what, why don't I? Why wouldn't I just use the plastic figures? I I always struggled with buying resin figures as well. Like Tom said about the Krieg, it was like it was an obstacle not just because of the cost, but because resin's shit to build a lot of the time, especially Games Workshop stuff. Yeah. Well, so they're like these guys. So I'll put a video up for you guys now. Uh, so there's this, there's a new bit of tech out there, isn't there? Um, that the, there's for podcast bros. They're kind of like. They're like assault. Like, have you not seen <laughs> not this yet? Have you not seen yeah. this? Uh, I like, have. It's Deliveroo so, of the future. So people at home, Rob is showing us um, jetpacks that go over the sea. Yeah, I think they go over the land. They just do it over the sea because it's a bit safer. Maybe. I think. I think. But yeah, they're, they're whereas effectively... the Imperial Guard don't care if it's safe or not. They just do it. Yeah, yeah. So what that happens is, is uh, one of their trillions of men die. This is a genuine. Um, this is a genuine technology that exists in humanity now, where you've got jet troopers. This is a definite thing. Yeah. No. Sounds expensive. When, when you don't really want to use the stairs, you can use that instead. This is cool. <gasps> mate, mate, mate. This, the best application of this, right? You know how if you go to an old people's home, yes. and they have difficulty getting up and down the stairs, so they have like a stair lift that they sit in. <laughs> Sci-fi stand a stair lift. <laughs> Strap your nan to a jetpack. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Mountain Rescue in Cumbria are using the jetpack to speed up getting casualties in the Lake District. Huh. There you go. Not so, Elysium Drop Troopers no longer sci-fi is the point we're trying to make. Um, so, uh, I think they're quite cool, especially with what John uh, Thomas just said. Sorry. Uh, then we got the Harkoni Warhawks. Okay, our elite airborne astro-military regiments raised up in the Imperial World of Harakon, Harakon, a low-gravity planet with tall hive cities. The Harakon use grav gliders to hunt vapor worms in the valleys below their hives. This makes them fearless of altitudes and great at judging air currents. Their specialized abilities are found at home in the Imperial Guard, where regiments drawn from Harakon act as elite drop troops. Um, so they're basically the same as the Elysium drop troops, basically. The Mordian Iron Guard they're different, are superbly drilled account, uh, accoutred regiments of the Imperial Guard that hail from the high worlds of Mordian. This bleak world is tidally locked with its sun, which causes one side of it to always be bathed in perpetual darkness, while the other is continually bathed in its star's radiation, leaving it a scorched and lifeless wasteland. Why does anyone live there? As such, all human settlements on Mordian are located on the world's dark side, and the planet has well earned its moniker as the world of eternal night. The people of Mordian are grim and dour by nature, respecting... FYI, I understand that they have to tell us that they're grim and dour by nature, but just once, just once in some 40k narrative, like, these light-hearted motherfuckers, just something, just like these jovial ne'er-do-wells. Like, Hi there, buddy, how you doing? And then they <laughs> hold the door for each other. You have a good day. No, you have a good day. Yeah, like, listen, I know we've got to go kill some orcs, but let's do it with a smile on our face, and let's, <laughs> let's do it for the emperor. Okay, let's just get some it happiness. Like we need in the there. actual British army in 40k. Where we just <laughs> yeah. sat there just laughing at shells and making inappropriate jokes. <laughs> uh, as such, all human settlements were located. In battle, these highly disciplined soldiers represent perfectly formed ranks of troops to the enemy, unleashing. So they're the English. They're 18th century English, French, European line infantry, basically. Um, and some enemies of the Emperor have been misled by the Mordians' elaborate and ornate uniforms to believe they were facing 
amateurs. So basically, if you've ever watched the TV show Sharp and you've seen yeah. uh, you've seen someone they fire, yeah, you've seen someone fire three musket shots in a minute, uh, then mm. this is the army for you. Didn't didn't you say these are the ones that you like, John? Uh, no, the Praetorians are based on them, so they are literally the, the original um, Mordian figures. They just did head swaps as a limited edition box. Okay, because interestingly, I think that the Mordian Iron Guard are the French line infantry from the 18th century, and then the Praetorian Guard are the English line infantry from the 18th century. That's the only yeah. difference. Yeah, yeah basically. Yeah, okay. just head swaps all they needed. The guy I'm looking at right now, I'll show you guys on the screen. The guy I'm looking at right now is literally just an English lines line infantry. Like it's literally a guy from the film Zulu with yeah, yeah. They are. a metal arm. Right. They are. <laughs> oh, amazing. I'm pretty certain I've seen a certain uh, very painty boy dressed as one of those. What do you mean? So what someone's dressed like this? Oh, you mean Duncan Rhodes? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Duncan Rhodes dresses like he does LARPing, live action role play, uh, and he dresses as a. I'm pretty certain he dresses as a Frenchman. Um, he's a French linesman, and it isn't. It's reenacting. If you call it LARPing, they get very upset. Yeah, they'll get mad at you if you do that. What? They're like, this isn't a game. This is a reenactment. We are doing yeah, it but... historically accurate. Thank What's you. What's it a reenactment of? Yeah. Like so... how everything was done. Like they they'll camp up like they would have then. Yeah. So they they'll probably been off their phones and all sorts. They won't yeah. check Facebook, Rob. Okay. Fine. No TikTok for the whole weekend. <laughs> I just want to see that. I want to see just the guy just like fucking selfie in. He's just like, moment. I can't help it. I just need to check. We need, need to, to at some point. Status. <laughs> we need to at some point just hold on a small game of crew, like get 10 of us together and we'll go and form a squad at a live action role play yes. event. Yes. No, not one of those. No, an actual LARPing event. Oh. Is and there... stream it. IRL, yeah, and it'll yes. be ironic, yeah, and we're not, we're definitely not part. Of it. We're, we're just would, ironically doing it. We do I would unironically though, like take in part. role models because that was great. Can we I do a forty k version? Can we just do like, and we just got to be really sad all weekend, just like no, no happiness, only dourness. Um, right, Tanith, Tanith is the next one. Uh, first and only, uh, the Imperial Guard, known as the Tanith First and Only, officially called the Tanith First Regiment, better known as the Quartz Ghosts, is a regiment that was raised from the world of Tanith in the Sabbath. Uh, can you can you get other ones from Sa- from Tanith? Only these guys, Quartz Ghosts. Just those, and then yeah, they are they were discontinued as well. Oh my God, a LARP kill team event. That's perfect. That's perfect. Then... Everyone turns up as Isn't a kill that team. Isn't just called paintballing? Yeah, I mean, we could do that. Airsoft, <laughs> LARP. I'm in. That would be so good. They go and actually have a, a blast in Thursdays. Wait, someone does LARPing? There's a, a Warhammer Fantasy, a huge LARP in Germany or somewhere. I think it's in Russia, so unlikely yeah. anymore. It's like Skaven and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. terrifying. We'll, we'll end up on that sanctions list very quickly. At this yeah, point. so we're not going to go there. But we could do the 40k one. That would be fun. Um, yeah. Right, next up, Talan Desert Raiders. Uh, is nice. are exceptionally exceptional. Sorry, at guerrilla warfare, having adopted adapted to the harsh conditions of their home planet, they're highly skilled at desert and mobile armored warfare. Uh, the Desert Raiders are uh, mobile guerrilla fighters, evasive and opportunistic. They are especially known for their lightning quick sentinel and hard hitting tank squadrons, and a massive hit and run mobile warfare. And to quote the 1973 film Rambo, yeah, oh, is it Rambo two? Rambo two. This is to the brave fighters of the Mujahideen. <laughs> Oh, again. Stop it. Stop. That's a quote from a film. 
That's a <sighs> quote from a film. Yeah, anyway. Uh, they love to strike... It wasn't in any way, you know. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, it's definitely uh, required within the context. You gotta, you gotta, yeah. I think oh, it might be Rambo 3. It wasn't Rambo 1, because Rambo 1's First Blood. Yeah? And then Rambo 2 is... I don't. I think it's Rambo three. Anyway, uh, if the people of Talan are extremely resourceful and pragmatic, they are patient, determined, utterly ferocious in pursuit of their enemies. The Talan are all accomplished riders and often use uh, riding mounts to move from battle to battle, dismounting only when they are close to the enemy and wish to employ stealth. John, do they read? Do they read ride camels? Sorry, or horses? Or horses with camel feet? I, I guess it depends. I think they have never had mounted figures apart from. Like if someone made their own, so it'd probably be fancy battle horses. Rough riders, weren't they? No, they were a different regiment as well. They had like yeah. slightly Russian-looking hats. They were kind of. I'm going to look that up now. You asked me. Okay, uh, then just FYI, so Talan Desert Riders are Raiders. Sorry, are a slightly Arab-like appearance, but influences have also been taken from other real-world sources, such they... as North Africa uh, campaigns of World War Two. Um. Next up is the Valhallan Ice Warriors. Valhalla was originally a verdant paradise world. No records survive of its colonization by humans, but legends recall of a world ripe for conquest. Unfortunately, Valhalla was destined for catastrophe. A rogue comet entered into a collision course with the world. The planet's defense lasers fired at the comet, but only succeeded in breaking it up. Later, it's found that the comet was made of almost pure iron, rather than the most typical conglomeration of ice and rock, which explained why the lasers were so ineffective. The comet impacted the world's vast ocean, uh, but a kilometre-wide fragment impacted the northern continent, creating a vast plume of dust, which proceeded to cover the planet in a blanket of dirt. To make matters worse, the planet's orbit was changed, moving it farther away from the sun. This changed the amount of warmth and light Valhalla ecosystem, permanently changing the planet to an icy wasteland, and most well-known for the Imperium's ice worlds. People struggled to make a living, um, fearing famine due to lack of viable farmland. Unfortunately, this was not the end of Valhalla's troubles. A damaged orc war fleet descended on the planet and proceeded to fight the Valhallans. Eventually, they destroyed the orcs by using ice-boring machines to strategically strike at the heart of the Greenskull mob. Uh, oh, that would be cool. Um, and then Valhalla and you Ice Warriors... You can get drills, can't you, from Forgewall, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be really fun. The Hades breaching drills. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so Jim says, technically, it would be a meteorite then, because comets are made of water and ice. Thanks, Jim. Please do. Uh, I will... Um, make a little note on this wiki write your that. complaint to uh, games workshop at dickpills.com Valhalla and Ice Warriors <laughs> resemble real world Soviet Red Army during World War 2 their capabilities fighting in extreme low temperature and conditions and their sheer durability and tenacity famously the Commissar Kafus King served in the Valhalla regiment so yeah they're just uh, they're space space Russians basically um, mm. which is obviously a little bit problematic at the minute uh, but what you, what do you think about these ones, John? See, uh, as a kid, I remember thinking, oh, that's quite cool, because they used to have ranges for a lot of the regiments back when there was the metal ranges, and they were cool, but uh, they look quite easy to paint as well, because they're just long coats. So I was kind of at, at, at a point where I was like, oh, I could do those, because it would be easier. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think I think they're quite fun. They're quite fun looking. What do you think, uh, Tom? Are these the ones with the big hats? Yeah, big yeah. hats, baby. Big fur hats. I love them. They look great. Yeah. Big fan. Yeah. Big fan. Fantastic. Big coats, big hats. Mainly because I'm going to make them British and make them serve the Queen. <laughs> and I'm going to make Ursula Creed the Queen. Okay. That seems fair. That seems fair. Um, yeah. So these are the Valhallans, right? 
Uh, and then Ooh. finally, uh, oh no, sorry, you're talking about the Vostroyans. Sorry, Tom. These are the space Russians, Valhallans, the space yeah, Russians. But I, d- I don't know what that looks like. Can you show me a picture? I'm trying sure, to look at sure, the, no um, problem. There's brain. a picture for everyone. Uh, so there's a Valhallan ice trooper. Uh, just get rid of that. Oh yeah, okay, I get you. Okay, uh, they still have this the excellent hats though. To be fair, they do have excellent hats. Thanks. I they approve. Yeah. But the one that you really want is the Vostroyan firstborn with some genuinely go. excellent hats. One percenters um, as a regiment. Yeah. Uh, I've got like 40 of the Valhallans, but getting more is so expensive. All Metal Guard stuff is crazy. That's why I think they're going to redo this, right? Because I think everyone, mm. like, if they just did a, one box of, like, line infantry for each regiment, and then you can just do the tank kit, and then you could, like, you know, like, you could build your Vestroyans, and you buy your one box of, because, like, of, of them, and then you just buy whatever vehicles around it. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think that's an easy, easy sell. Yeah, and then like heavy weapon teams and stuff, you just switch out the heads and bodies and stuff if you need to. There's there's simple ways to make it so they don't have to do extra work unless they need to, like really yeah. wanted to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so the Vestroyan Firstborn, or Big Hats, is the name given to the regiments of the Imperial Guard that originate from the industrial high world of Vestroya, located near the Halo Stars, beyond the galactic rim of the Segmentum Obscurus. The Vestroyan regiments have served the Emperor for countless centuries, through, uh, though in truth they fight to absolve themselves of a terrible shame incurred by their ancestors over ten millennia ago. During the dark days of the Horus Heresy, Vestroya failed in its duty to the Emperor of Mankind. When the galaxy was consumed by war and anarchy, the Emperor commanded that the world still loyal to the Imperial send forth troops to help defend it against Warmaster Horus. Vestroya refused, arguing it could better be serve the Imperium by continuing to devote all of its efforts to the manufacture of weapons for the Emperor's armies, and that to give up such so much of its populace to become warriors for the Imperial Army would render it incapable of producing those weapons in sufficient quantities. So basically, they strike. They went on strike, which is fair. Um, I feel there's... like there's there's three different bits of law for all of these guys, right? Yeah. Generic guardsmen, fellas. Yeah. Uh, great tragedy and grief, and now they feel guilty about it. <laughs> and <Yes>. death world. <laughs> death world. <laughs> but in none of these situations are they happy. Not a single moment. Mostly... We've got Krieg and Vostroya doing the griefing. Yeah. We've got Talon and um, Valhalla and Katachan doing the death world death world thing. And then we've got generic dudesmen for everyone else. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. it's basically they've gone, here's the Dark Angels law. We'll take out the word Space Marine and put Guard in. And it's just, it works each time. I don't hate it, though. Like, like I don't hate it. I mean, we literally paint different Marines different colours, right? Like, uh, for it to all somehow... These ones are red, so they're so much more different to these ones I painted blue. But personally, um, uh, like, so John... So if they do these as boxes, this is kind of my hopes and dreams, right? My hopes and dreams yeah. is that they do those regiments and they do like a single like 10 person box of each one, right? Which would only be about like five or six boxes, which means they could do all the vehicles and, you know, like it's just a, it's a, it's an easy gateway drug for me buying one Vestroyan box and then I'm building a Vestroyan army. Yeah. And then the next one is a Katachan box and I'm building a Katachan army, right? Yeah, and then you want your tanks to match those and your heavy weapon squads, so you'll do different ones for each army. Yeah, that's the kind of goal. So I, I personally, I, I don't know, personally I think that that's actually quite exciting, if that's the way they go with it. And we've already seen Krieg models, uh, now I've seen Kuskuskin models, right? So... 
Qu'est-ce que c'est Qu'est-ce que c'est, Blouchet Qu'est-ce que c'est So, all right, so I'm going to just shout out that, like, I think if I was to do one of these regiments, I think that I might go, oh, I can't decide. I'm vibing on Vestroyan. I really am. But probably I'd go to Lan Desert Raiders, is what I'd go for. What about you, John? What would you do? So as a kid, I did have some Talan because you could ally them in with your orcs. But if I was going with what I really have always wanted to do, it would be Steel Legion. Steel Legion. Yeah, because it's it's the like if I I could then have my orcs and have the uh, the Steel Legion to kind of hit into each other. I've got the two sides of the of the the fight almost. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. And then Tom, we know that you're doing big muscle boys. Of course, muscle, muscle beach. beach. If you weren't doing Muscle Beach, if you weren't doing Catchans, what would you go for? Uh, boss, uh, the big hat fellas. Oh, really? You yeah, go, yeah, yeah. and would you make them British? Yeah, I would. I mean, I've got a big Cadian army up there, but they're pretty generic. I want to do something, you know, hipsterish with beanies. <laughs> with beanies. <laughs> yeah. Chat. What would you do? Uh, real June vibes from Talan. Yeah, I'd like to go a bit Junie with the Talan ones. I think you could do something fun. Um, okay. All right, I, well, that's everything. So, like, I know that that was a lot of, like, chat about just guardsmen cool, and guard stuff anyway. But I'm quite excited about the regiments. And we'll see whether or not it just ends up being a box or would they end up being, mm. you know, thinking it all the way through. I guess with orcs, they just went, okay, we're just going to do the Beastnagger stuff. and We're not going to do the yeah. other elements. So I guess they can come back to that. So maybe they'll just pick one world and it won't be Cadia. And they'll do that. kind of would make sense right because they've done they didn't do all clan stuff because for whatever reason they made that decision instead they went we'll pick an archetype that the clans kind of are mm. and do a different thing to that like the beast snaggers are kind of like the snake bitey kind of guys so maybe they'll suddenly go right we're going to focus on fast attack so we will do a regiment that specifically leans into fast attack and release the, the generic guard fast attack stuff plus the regiment box for that regiment mm, mm, true true uh, yeah yeah tom you got any thoughts on this before we move on uh, not particularly you know that okay. was uh, pretty comprehensive yeah, yeah. I think so too. all right next up uh tom john do you want to take us through leaks for chapter approved oh okay let me find uh, my screen john you want to read them out and i'll uh, live react yeah right let me get my let my screenshot so describe what happened first and then we can go for it so describe what happened so I'll yeah, describe every six months. Every six months, Games Workshop oh, releases <laughs> chapter approved, which is a uh, now a half yearly update. Uh, so mm. update every six months for the game. Inside that game is, I mean, varieties of different stuff, different missions, different secondaries. I, I've heard from this one specifically, uh, but different missions is is kind of an important one. Different secondaries is very important. We also at that point normally get points updates as well. Uh, often rules errata, so it's 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 pretty yeah. much like a reset of the game uh, from a from a from a tabletop tournament perspective. Um, mm. uh, but like the last one was not very like. What did they change the last ones? The secondaries. They changed a lot of the secondaries. So things like um, deploy teleport homers and uh, rod, which became R and D, and then engage North fronts and things like this changed dramatically mm. in terms of making it a little bit more difficult for you to score them. Right. Um, now, this is actually going to do a very similar thing as well in terms of reducing the priority on the secondary objectives. 
yeah okay well we'll talk about it in detail we'll talk about what the yeah absolutely are. so john do you want to start us off what's the first bit so, baby so the changes apparently coming in um the gt pack for nephilim is there's going to be no more to the last which is the secondary where you pick your three largest units in points yep and you score five points if they're for each of those units if they're alive at the end of the game so generally kind of attritiony kind of grindy armies could score comfortably this one so it's a bit of a well i i would i don't know if it's really a grindy army thing um it, it's more it encourages a negative play style yeah. In terms of specifically in teams, what would end up happening is if you're throwing into a bad matchup, yeah. what you're trying to do is, you, so just for a quick clarification on how teams works, you get a score at the end of your game between 0 and 20. And that is dependent upon how many points you beat your opponent by. So if you beat your opponent by 51 or more points, you would get uh, 20 points, your opponent gets 0. If you beat it by 46 or more, you get 19, 1, so on. So it's in 5-point increments. Which means... But when you consider that you've got 10 points immediately for painting, if I were to score 50 points with my army, I would at least be bringing something home for the team, right? Now, I can, that means I need to effectively score 40 points between my primaries and my secondaries just to get that. Well, if I'm taking to the last, I can just stick a couple of units at the back, make sure they don't die, and I've already half, I'm already halfway there, right? Yeah. I've already got 15 points on that. Secondly, it would create armies where I you could really abuse this mechanic. So a good example is Dark Angels, as you know, Scriver, whereby you take this one, you take a Dark Angels one, I mean, you take Stranglehold, and you basically maxed all your secondaries instantly, and there's not much your opponent can really do about it. It's one of those where you can instantly do it and your opponent can't interact with it at all. Right, if you if you play it properly and if you play specifically for that, another good example is Eldar, where you'd have Baharoth, who's a Phoenix Lord of the Swooping Hawks, and you'd take two units of Swooping Hawks alongside him, and then you'd float them around, and every time they shoot, they can instead of making a battle focus move, which is where you move after you um, shoot, or you can advance and shoot without penalty, you can pick them up and put them elsewhere. Right, mm. so you'd basically be completely unkillable and picking up all those points. Right. Which, it, it's one of those where it's, if you want to achieve it, you absolutely can. And certain armies very much abuse that, which is, is fine. I don't mind certain armies being better at things than others. But what it did do was create a very uninteractive gaming experience. And it also, it was very much at odds with what the rest of your army is trying to do anyway. Mm. Like, let's think about this. I'm putting my army out. My army's here to get these objectives, right? If I'm taking to the last, that's completely at odds with what you want the game to be about. Yeah, I see. Yeah, because you because a game should be well. I mean, should be like you would think a tabletop war game would at least be some interaction between you and your opponent in many yeah. ways. Yeah? yeah, and so yeah, you're talking about like that negative play experience of there being no mm. interaction, and so then mm. th like their existing rules. Where you, I mean, that's kind of how I often felt about um, the one where you grab four objective or four quarters of the board, right? Like uh, engage no fronts. Yeah, engage yeah. no fronts. I kind of feel the same about that. Someone's just like, I'm in these four places, and you're like, oh, well done. Like, don't you have yeah. to go there anyway? Uh, so I, yeah. I always thought, thought that about engage as well. So um, and I, I mean, they, they did tweak that last time out, right? So the change there was that you had to be a squad of three or more, or a vehicle or a monster, right? Yeah. So immediately made it a lot harder because you can't just drop a character in a space and say this is mine now, right? Yeah. You have to commit something. Now, I believe also in, in these um, leaks, did they, uh, did they tweak Engage as well? Let's have a quick look. See they did. Uh, Engage is now you have to be more than six inches. So like in Retrieve Nackman Data, 
where you have to be more than yeah. six from the other quarters. Yeah. So there's another so just towing the line and crossing over. Yeah. So exactly the same thing. So beforehand, it was just you had to have your entire unit in that quarter. Now you have to have it very, very much in that quarter. So you can't just straddle the distance and then move in and out based on what you need, right? So again, they're making that a little bit harder to achieve. Now, while we're talking about uninteractive gameplay, I think Stranglehold's a massive change. Because yes. I was doing things like taking Grey Knights, so right? What so what did Stranglehold what did Stranglehold do before? Stranglehold was you'd have to hold half and more objectives than your opponent three. at the end of your turn. Well, yes, I mean that was three. all missions are five and six now, so yes. Yeah. Um, although I think there might be one with four. I don't know, I can't remember. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. So what you'd end up doing there was I would take my Grey Knight brick and I'd shove it into the middle of a board. So that is twenty paladins, make them all obsec, you'd shove it in. You can stand on three objectives very, very easily with that, right? And because I'm doing it at the end of my turn, I have full control over whether I get it or not because I am the last person to act, right? Um, and what that does is you can't do anything about that unless you want to contest me in the middle, right? And if you want to contest me, all you're doing then is turning the game into a scrum. And then it becomes whoever has the best scrummaging army wins, right? Mm -hmm. So if you don't have the best scrummaging army, you just have to concede it. In the yeah. same way, but if I can't get you to the last, I just have to concede it as well. So it's a massive, massive change, but it's also one of those where it, it's like the... Do you remember when we were doing the workbook, or you doing the workbook, Rob? And those who is the beat? I do. Yeah, no, sorry, I'm not laughing yeah, at you. Yeah, I, I want to hear what you're saying. Please carry on. No, I'm done. You carry on. You go. No, it's just uh, Val Helfelfinger, thank you for subscribing. Also, thank you for Twitch <laughs> for logging him as a suspicious user, um, because that's he very is a suspicious. I mean, depends what you're talking about him using. <laughs> he says, says he's a suspicious <laughs> user, uh, which is great. Um, like little, just some little side notes about s some stats. So I, I went on to Goonhammer.com. Big fan of Goonhammer, if you've not checked it out. Nice. Uh, so I've been on to Goonhammer, and um, and just check some stuff. So Stranglehold at the point of this being written, uh, which might have been March, so it was a little bit older. Um, but at that point, when they were looking at stuff, it had been picked 11,000 times. It was the most popular um, secondary uh, at that And what's the average points? Uh, the average points was, this, it was the second highest average points, 8.9 average yeah. points. 8.9? Which fucking idiots are taking that? Yeah, so 8, 8.9 as an average. <laughs> As an average. It's um, up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then Abore the Witch was the highest at 10.2, by the way. Uh, but then everything else, like Stranglehold was the top of everything else that wasn't a little bit like more um, out there and weird. Uh, yeah. To talk about the others, Engage on All Fronts was 7.2, um, but it was one of the most pop more popular but ones. it's very consistent. It yeah. was picked 30% yeah. of the time. Uh, so it's actually the second most popular picks. So the ones that they've changed are... Oh, and sorry, the, no, it's the third most popular. The second most popular was Retrieve Knackman Data. Um, yeah. So do There's you some think... weird that, stats in here, dude. Yeah, well, I mean, this is just I mean, like from a couple of months. <laughs> I know, so I know. Yeah. Just, yeah. So do you think that what they're trying to do with the changes to secondaries is to make the game more interactive between two players? Yes. Okay, great. I like this. And I that like seems this. like a, that sounds like a positive, right? Yeah. yeah, rather than it just being I rock up and I get these points immediately. And yes. it sounds like they're making changes to the faction secondaries as well, because in this league, if you look at it, um, it said that faction secondaries should be scoring between 8 and 12 points now, which makes me think there's, there's an implication there that they're going to do something drastic with all the faction secondaries that are in the books in the chapter approved. Okay, so this is one thing that we do kind of semi-know, uh, and yeah. this is this is that. So chapter approved uh, traditionally has been pretty, like... Um, 
pretty light for the 25 to 30 pounds that you buy for it it's got some missions and then not really much else but i think the way that they're getting around that is uh every codex that you buy has your own so if you're playing orcs you've got uh, you've got secondaries for all no, specific well <laughs> you do they're there <laughs> okay yeah right Drakari ones or whatever but as i understand it they're all going as in they're mm-hmm. not legal for matched okay. play obviously if you're just playing games with your friends at home none of this matters and i don't know why you listen to this show anyway but uh so all those are gone and now it's your new chapter approved okay uh, so it's yeah. so it's almost like an index you know, like when you redo an edition and you give everyone rules all at the same time so people don't have to wait two years to update for yeah. their rules. It's kind of like an index, but all in one go for the secondaries. And like you said, Tom, okay. they've designed them, they think, so that they'll only you'll be able to achieve between 8 and 12, uh, which pretty much put you in the Goldilocks chain of scoring points based on the stats that I'm looking at now. Yeah, okay. Cover. Well, I'd have to see the actual secondaries because there's always a couple that are going to be better than the other ones, right? If it is making them all in the chapter approved, right? Um, but again, it's about trying to address the issue of certain factions just having a massive 15-point advantage straight out of the gate, right? Yeah. Because if I look at something like Drakari, they've got access to Herd the Prey, which is a secondary that's effectively engaging all fronts but backwards. So at the end of my turn, I just get two points for every quarter my opponent isn't in, and it's pretty easy to do over the course of a game, right? It's not too much of an issue. Um, whereas you get other factions like Gene Steeler Cults. Now, Gene Steeler Cults are a terrible example because they're quite good at other secondaries, mm-hmm. but in their actual book, you don't really have any specific fantastic um, secondary picks. Um, orcs are the other one, right, Scriver? You don't really have any fantastic secondary I picks. Tell you orcs orcs have access to you, <laughs> just three points farming, right? Yeah. So it's one of those where it looks like they've very much tried to tone down the power of secondaries and the comparative advantages that some factions have in that arena. It, it also stops the situation where, say, Space Marines have had the same three or four secondaries essentially for the entire edition. If it changes each time they do these packs, if one of them's feeling a bit good, in the next pack in six months' time, they'll tweak it, change it, whatever. So it's a way of them being more reactive with the with the secondaries rather than just being cool i'm just taking that same one every game because eventually they'll they'll correct it if it's too much of a, a consistency right okay so so follow-up news uh we're hearing from the chat uh, yeah. thanks to ebert for resubscribing loads of love to you and uh, thanks everyone for tuning in live by the way thanks very much um uh apparently that from chapter proof going forward that's yeah. where all secondaries will be so yeah. Like I guess I guess it gives you uh, thanks Hololicious for resubscribing. I guess it gives us a reason to buy it um, yes. because there's pre- there's two locations for them. Uh, what do you mean? There's an article as well today about the um, the competitive play organized play packs. Yeah. The only place that you'll get cards of the objectives will the be when you attend those events. The secondaries will be f- through attending one of the events with those packs being used. I might so, just go to an event just to get the cards. Yeah, so it won't be in White Dwarf. They've said it's definitely the only place you'll be able to get those cards. And it yeah. dawned on me that that's people are then going to go, right, I'm going to have to go to an event now. So they're yeah. almost trying to push people to want to play at events. They've, ne- the they've, they've, never, they've never said one thing and done something else, though. It's never happened. Mm. Um, yeah. But uh, you're right. Like I'm sure you could print them. <laughs> no, 100%. But you know what people are like. If they can get a card... And that's that's why they're spending their fifty quid going to an event. They'll be like, "Cool, I've got my cards. 
Well worth the weekend. Well, very just much for those like, cards. Very much like uh, Tom just said, he's like, oh, I might go to an event to get the cards, right? I mean, so I, li- I like going to Warhammer World events anyway, so I'm just like, well, well, it's not just Warhammer World. It's so any, any third party play events. So it's shops will be okay. the people that order these packs in. So I've got so, an email due. I organize play. It. What do you mean by that specifically? So essentially, if you sign up to get one of these packs, which will cost X amount of money. They'll send you a trophy, a glass trophy. This is what they did with Shade Spire and Kill Team last edition. Is you get a, you get a, no, a trophy, so you get some. What is an organized event, organized player? Event? So okay, literally okay. anyone that has this pack. Yeah, it's a pack. You, you own pack? a store. You own a store, Tom. Yeah, it's own, so you're you own a store, right, or yep. a gaming space, but probably one with a store that has a Games Workshop account. Yeah, you'll be like, hey, I've got a, a, a like a sales stand of this size. Can I have an organized play pack? Games Workshop say yes. I think they cost a hundred pounds. So yeah, you it was buy eighty-ish it. quid last time. So yeah. I'd imagine so, that. so you effectively buy like uh, like certificates and trophies and other bits yeah. from Games oh, Workshop to let you run tournaments in your store. To, yes. Well, uh, yeah, to help thirty-two you run, players. Yeah, to help you run tournaments in your store. Yeah. So each organized play so pack kind is kind of like Friday Night Magic stuff. Yeah, yes. yeah, exactly. So essentially that because they did that with Kill Team in Eighth Edition. They did it with Underworlds, which is how everyone got those stupid Shade Glass trophies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess we could all go to like i guess i don't know how much a pack would sell for i guess you could probably do an organized play event what was it for 32 people john 32 so if you're doing a 16 man event you could use the the kind of the freebies to give the players across two events if you're doing smaller events or you organize an event don't actually have a hold the event sell each pack and just buy, for a tenner yeah. yeah so that what's that 32 so that's 320 yeah. quid for your 80 pound pack stop spoiling my business plan bro <laughs> God's I mean, sake! It's a fucking no-brainer. Literally, do nothing. I'll, I'd like to hold five events, please. Five packs, and off you go and sell them. Um, <laughs> keep and just get your name on all the trophies to stick them on your shelf. No, they just say store champion. Okay. That's what I did. Okay. Um, all right. So now we've worked out how to to get cards and make some money at the same time. So we're happy with that. Um, exactly. Okay, so what else is in this chapter approved information? So Stranglehold's gone. So that was the, the, that one we were just saying. Uh, banners. So uh, raise the banners high. No longer requires an object. Uh, no longer requires an objective to be completely clear to raise a banner. So yep. as long as you're holding it, I'm guessing you'll be able to do it. It doesn't matter if there's enemy on it. Yeah, that's that's how it would work. Yes. Yeah. So um, and, and also means they can't take it. Well, and yeah. then they can't take it down unless they hold it off you anyway. So yes. it's kind of like yeah, um, yeah I, I like that a lot more. It's a little less swingy, which I think is nice. It requires mm. a bit more commitment to get rid of one. Okay. Uh, um, psychic yeah. interrogations changed. So if the psychic test is greater than or equal to the leadership of any characters within twenty-four inches, you'll gain a CP. So this touches on one Great. of the big changes where. CP you start with will be six, so there'll be the facility to try to get more. Okay, so this is this is the well, is, not really. This is the pitchforks moment, right? This is yeah. this is where everyone screams into the void. Uh, everyone have their say. Uh, I'm just gonna I'll throw mine in there yeah. real quick. I love it because I hate stratagems and yeah. I want there to be no CP. So that's that's where I'm at. But that's my that's my initial pitch. But I'm, you don't have it to agree with a- me. No, I, I like this because it makes it a bit overwhelming when you can just spam out like five stratagems yeah. in a phase. Yeah. It stops right? you front loading. Whereas, it, well, it gives you more gravitas on the stratagems that you do use. Yes. Right. And attacking the C people has a lot more emphasis, right? Yes. Even though you can get some more back by picking certain 
I think that's like meaningless. Yeah. But yeah, I'm a big fan of that. Really enjoy that. And I, I think, think there's a lot of good changes here. Technically, I think I think one of my guys in my in my local club's chat worked out that you actually only get one less CP. It's just it's spread out. Uh, well, because you get you get two per turn now as opposed to one per turn. So it would be more than overall then. Oh no, wait, no, no sorry, no, no, sorry, sorry. Again, start us again. You yeah. start with less CP, so six. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then you Whereas get two. previously you started with twelve as a base. Twelve as a base, and then obviously you paid for detachments, which you paid out of CP, which yeah. is also stupid, right? Um, and then uh, like I think that's extra super relics stupid. and other things like. Well, no, no, it's not extra relics, though. You pay no, for now your basic you for both, Yeah, so it's both, not yeah. just minus one, because now you have to pay for your basic things as well. Okay, so yeah, most so... armies will start with four minimum. Like I think maximum, sorry. Because you you might pay for a relic and you might pay for a warlord trait, right? Which is at least yeah. two. Yes. And that doesn't include, that doesn't include obviously, like, getting, um, uh, like, paying for different the other attachments yeah, yeah, as well. Different attachments like... and other stuff. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, like, so this has caused some huge furore on the internet. Tommy, your thoughts? Mm. I love it. I think these changes are fantastic. I think they're really, really good for the game. Specifically, I like getting rid of this, uh, to the last and stranglehold secondaries. And I like the CP changes. I think those are really, really good. I'm not a massive fan of the fact that it's going to be dropping in June, 19 days before the WTC list submission, when certain teams uh, are a little bit more overloaded with playtesters and what have you than others. And, but, um, event, and, event, and event managers for Games Workshop. I, I, I said nothing. But, <laughs> but that sounds I, like I a very strange message. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Personally, I quite like it. I think less stratagems for me is good because I personally think that I like I've kind of turned a corner in the past six months when it comes to game design. This applies to Age of Sigmar as much as much as it does to 40k, and definitely applies to Heresy. I just want the co rules to be less complicated. I feel like that there's enough minutiae in movement and target priority and deployment that um, you can play games that are good enough without absorbing far too much information, which is very transient. Very, yeah. very transient. We're talking about all secondaries changing in a moment. We're talking about points changing and everything else. I feel like the game could be... like um, uh, I, I think the whole thing could just be like much simpler anyway, each game system. And I think yeah. it would be greatly improve the enjoyment for almost everyone. Uh, as much as some people will bleat and moan, I think actually it would massively Im Im uh, improve the enjoyment. Me personally. Uh, but I think a lot of people just love just... Um, arguing about fucking rules that they'll never use in the history of time. So that's a kind of side note. I'm sure there's someone out there right now on a subreddit somewhere or in a Facebook group talking about how the gladiator for Space Marines is actually good. And then there's someone who's is equally angry telling someone that they're not. And it's, a, it's just an exercise in madness. But to quote Mr. Val Heffelfinger, who does say this, it's a feature, not a bug, right? Like the rage induced by the changes and all of the additional rules gets everyone talking doesn't it really yeah. um so overall i think it's good i never think that they change the rules this is me personally i never think they change the rules for the betterment and enjoyment of players i think they only ever do it for the sake of it to make sales is my opinion but like overall it might be better because i don't have to do as much stratagem stuff basically i'm just going to spend all my stratagems at the start that's what i'm going to do yeah. i'll be like bosh <laughs> 
My Orc War Boss, all of the gear, off I fuck. That's my plan. Um, so, yeah. John, what do you think? Because to me, I, I look at it and how I've played games recently is like there's always consistently, I've got a couple of CP banked and there's always each turn I was doing stratagems and stuff. If this then means that I can't rely on that, it means that when I do do stratagems, they should be more impactful. Yeah. But more sparingly. And to me, that, that sounds more, I've got to pick and choose the right ones rather than just being, I'm doing this one. It's like turn one as Dark Angels, doing all these fancy ones like pre-game moves and stuff. It's all well and good, but it doesn't require any skill if you're doing it turn one and you've got the CP. Picking the no, right turn to do them later. It doesn't require skill in general. I know, but that's my point. It's like hopefully this will force people to have to make decisions on which one of these cool stratagems do I want to do turn two now. It's not a case of I can do both of them. See, I, I, one last thing. So Avengers for Sylvania says, I love the CP change, but I have a rational hatred for paying for my Relic and Warlord trait. Again, I'm going to say this a thousand times, right? Both game systems, obviously make it so that they cost points because then you give yourself far bigger design space for 40k if you you can just design the most fucking kick-ass relic for a space marine but it costs a hundred fucking points and then you can just make a basic bitch one that's five points and everything in between same with command like warlord traits if you just have it so that you pay points as in in-game points for the relics you immediately take the cp conversation out of it which is just uh, insane anyway and you immediately start moving it to like because you already you're so granular 40k is so granular anyway right you're yeah. already super happy to pay for that special weapon or you know that armor upgrade or whatever it is that just making it so you can just pay for a relic feels like a no-brainer like... so they, they they started touching on this so when they first introduced things like chief librarians and stuff that was a cp upgrade and then they've actually pointed that stuff for ninth edition right yeah so they've they've done little instances of that and to some extent i still think i know it'd be a lot of extra work but doing sub-faction based points as well like the value of a blood angels intercessor compared to a, a dark angels intercessor could be quite varied yeah, Why aren't the different points? It's just a different line on a spreadsheet. No, but like with that one, let's say that you have Dark Angels. Let's say you get Hellblaster, for example, yeah. right? With Dark Angels, you'll get a better Hellblaster, right? Yeah, exactly. So it should cost so, slightly, so, maybe. Right, okay. Well, now let's say I wanted to run a Hellblaster army, right? Yeah. yeah. Do I run Dark Angels, okay? Or yeah. do I run something else that's slightly cheaper so I can get more of them? Yeah, see, good. Like, there's there's some nice yeah. granularity in it, this. Some... It's, it's it's you want the Dark Angel to be the best option for the Hellblasters, right? Yeah, that's, that's and a tough if one. you yeah, are increasing point. the points because they are better at it, you will get people running units that shouldn't go in that Legion or that chapter in the other ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bastards. I, I understand. I understand. I still think that you could give them a, like you could like your sub faction rules can give them such a bonus that that's the way to upgrade it. Like you don't need it to cost more. Like you wouldn't like your Hellblasters should just be better in Dark Angels without costing any more. That's your way of making them better, like Tom says. Yeah, but that's like, how you get the narrative. Yeah. They yeah, should yeah. be better with the Hellblasters, but you also want to see those kinds of armies on the board because they make narrative sense. Yeah, so yeah. you have to incentivize it by making yeah. the upside better than the downside. Yeah. Or just not having a downside and saying, here's a slight upside if you do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I love yeah. linear design. I like. I'm super into linear design. I think that like people enjoy it far more. Like which, and you can see that I think Games Workshop have started to understand that from like the kill team sets where you're like, that's your set. 
really. Like, it doesn't you get ten like, models and you pick which of the ten. Go. Yeah, yeah, off yeah. you go. Yeah, like Simple. linear design's fantastic. You're playing Dark Angels, you want plasma. Like it's like if someone's like, I'm playing Dark Angels and I'm gonna do, mm, let me just think about it for a minute, or Dreadnoughts. And you're like, well, like, you can. That's it's fine. Yeah. Like it's just, yeah. like, I mean, are they are they all rocking plasmas? No. And you're like, okay. Like, do you know what I mean? You could really go yeah. down each yeah, route. And I and you can still build them. They're just not as optimal. And that's one of the great things about AOS and 40K and, and most of these game systems is that there's that power through narrative. If you're playing Dark Angels, as an example, yeah, like your plasma should be better. So like, you know, like you can't... Well, there should at least be more of it, perhaps. Yeah, right. Yeah, like or more of it or whatever it is. So like yeah. that's really good design because what it's doing is your stuff is better in the place it should be better because that's what it's famous for, right? Like, and I don't know what your special rule would be for Ultramarines, like, whatever, something. They fill out paperwork at the end of each turn. Mm. That's um, just normal 40k, John. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they enjoy it, Tom. They enjoy it. Uh, uh, okay, so, um, uh, yeah, overall, I think great changes. John, you happy with the changes? Um, I think I, I need to see it, but I think I'll enjoy the changes overall because anything that shakes up and stops it being auto-pick secondaries that everyone's kind of doing comfortably, I'm all in. Because when you look at, set, go, kind of rock up to a table and you go, this looks like this this is going to be a challenge, and not because of the player skill, just because of the decisions they made, which I suppose is a different kind of player skill, but that whole kind of pre-game thing of going, right, I'm doing these secondaries and you can't stop it, that feels like a shit waste of three hours to me. Yeah, 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 I agree. So so we're super excited and happy about this, right? Or am yeah. I wrong? Wow, okay. Three no, positive. And it's only, if it's shit, we've got six months of it and then we get something else. <laughs> of different shit. That is a yeah. real, they've really got you on a fucking treadmill there, John. That's like, that's a real... If they did a shit job, at least it won't be for long. Is uh, at least it won't be waiting for the entire edition to recycle in three to four years. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. Like it's, I guess it's got to see like... the silver lining, man. Huh? <laughs> there's always a silver lining. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, it's been lovely talking to you, uh, John and Tom. Yeah, thanks for having me, bro. Enjoyed that. Yeah, uh, I think we learned a lot. Twitch chat. Thanks for being cool. Uh, and hanging out with us, podcast Hydro Homies. Please stay hydrated. And if you listen to the YouTube, do let us know. Uh, John, you got any shout outs before we go today? Uh, shout out to um, no one, actually. No one's worthy of it today. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. That's okay. you've all disappointed me. Uh, me? Yeah. Uh, Tom, you? Shout out to the remaining 21 Termigans who don't have uh, blue on their guns or heads yet. Well done to them. Well done to them. I'm going to shout out the Falcon. Uh, I, I hope oh, his interviews go well. Uh, so that's that's my shout out for today. Uh, shout out to everyone in the chat. Love you loads. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for being part of the 40K Spy Center. We'll be back next week, every Thursday. So do tune in. See you soon and have a lovely day.